BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio Live. Uh, coming at you straight into your ear holes. I'm mixing my audio because I'm a little loud tonight. Uh, so I'm just bringing that down. There we go. That's a little bit better. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Coming a little bit delayed, um, but that is totally fine uh, by me. Yeah, totally Scotty's fault. Uh, I, it wasn't like I was completely gone all weekend. Uh, but uh, that's yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it. I guess. Uh, I'm your host Ryan Nancy. Let me take these sunglasses off. Let me take these sunnies off. Uh, and with me as always is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? I'm doing great. I have a lot of talking to do today because uh, you you haven't been around. Thankfully, thankfully though, you can have a take on almost everything because there wasn't a lot to watch. Yeah, there's only two you know, so- two shows reviews, and it. I got the impression from the little uh, X action I got over the weekend yeah. that they were missable. So we'll get into that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll carry the load there, but otherwise, lots of news. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. Hopefully, my mic sounds better this week. I don't think Zoom has decided to screw me over this time around. Uh, so I, it looks like we're all good to go. But uh, thank you, everyone, who's always back and listening to this very show. I've been really excited for today's show. Maybe because yeah. there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be why. It's not even like I'm excited to talk about the shows that I did have to watch, which were, by the way, not an easy watch. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm excited about everything else. So. There's a lot to get through, so I'm going to stop talking now. Well, I uh, I appreciate you watching this stuff, of course. Yeah, I haven't watched anything. I was at my bachelor's party over the weekend. <laughs> There's going to be a couple episodes, I guess, moving forward as we as we get closer to my wedding. There's going to be a couple episodes where it's just like, well, we got to do this on a Monday, or we got to do this on a Saturday or something. And and uh, I mean, we'll... next f- couple weeks are crazy, right? Because next week we're doing we're we're doing a review show after all in that's yeah our normal show that's just the normal show with starting with the all-in review and then doing whatever else discussions the week after that we're doing our normal show but that's kicked back because i have a long day prior 
plus they start in pay-per-view that morning. So that'll be around 10, 10 30. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be going live on Patreon for an all out review later yep. that night. Yep. Um, and then after that, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then after, yeah, <laughs> after that, we're playing with fire, I think. Um, yeah. It should be a good one. It should be a good one. I'm hyped up. I'm ready to go. I got, and it's not, I'm not an official night despite the late call time. So, I, you know, I got, I don't know if you can tell, I don't know if you can catch up on mic, uh, on camera here. I got some sun over the weekend, even though it was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and now, uh, I, and I got little to no sleep. So I got some, uh, as Jesse described, uh, beach sickness where my body is extremely tired and I have a headache because of my burns on my body, my sunburns on my body and my freaking lack of sleep. So Let's get into some wrestling conversation, my guy. Um, and we'll start off with none other than uh, everyone's po- favorite polarizing figure in professional wrestling. Uh, and that is none other than CM Punk. Uh, back at it again, if I'm not mistaken. He, uh, I believe, did we talk about CM Punk last week? Uh, wasn't briefly yeah last week was like the beginning of drama i believe last week if i'm not mistaken was the the hangman adam page promo we talked about how last week you know you just you just can't you know you can't really go out there and do that all the time and then like more shit came out uh just even more stuff came out about this guy uh and his seemingly like I don't want to necessarily let's we'll just say level of power, whether it's official or unofficial level of power behind the scenes, uh, uh, denying people from going to collision at all. Uh, <laughs> a fun, a fun <laughs> an- antidote about Tony Khan's love for this man when he returned. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't have all the uh, my usual prep for all these topics uh, ready because of the bachelor party you weekend, don't want but. Them. Uh, yeah, there's just let's just get a let's just I guess we're getting right now just really a vibe check on how we're feeling about CM Punk in AEW, CM Punk and how he's doing, and all the continued drama despite sort of like the PR press of he's doing a, trying to do a good job managing, and he wants he's extending olive branches constantly. Uh, it's it's it seems like a lot happening behind the scenes with uh, old Mister Mister Brooks, so. Give me that update, Scotty. How you feeling about the man as we head into Wembley Stadium? I think we've reached a point where it's okay to admit that AEW won't reach its full potential as a two show, you know, two weekly episodic show calendar with multiple big pay-per-views as long as this stuff goes on. And what I mean by that is the split rosters are starting to take a toll, I think, on both shows. Um, it's not even that Dynamite's that affected, right? Because we're seeing the Bang Bang Gang show up over there. We're now, you know, we saw the House of Black, I believe, on that show this past week. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's also, uh, by the way, and I'll say this, and I'm and I'm going to this. It's finally happened. I'm going to it on Wednesday. AEW Collision. AEW uh, Dynamite and Collision are having a dual taping this Wednesday That's in exciting. Duluth, Georgia. So the odds of CM Punk being on that show, especially after you know the Elite being like, oh, maybe we'll show up on Collision, and already being announced for Dynamite. Yeah. You know, the odds of CM Punk being on that show are, huh? Yeah. So like, ultimately, nothing's going to be fixed 
as long as Punk's going to take shots at Hangman Page. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, the young the young Bucks are not going to just be all happy and okay with CM Punk all of a sudden when they're dissing his, when he's dissing their friend when he can't do anything about it, right? Hangman is taking the high road this entire time. Hasn't said a word. Isn't going to say a word. Looking forward to that shoot interview in 20 years. Um, but for now, he's not going to say a word because that's just who Hangman Page is. And I think until we stop with these cheap comments and things like that, it's not going to get better. Like, AEW is going into their biggest show ever mm-hmm. this this Sunday. And don't get me wrong, I'm excited. But there's still a conversation to be had that it should be even more hyped up. Yeah, the level of potential. The level of potential is very noticeable uh, with all of this. Yeah. It's not all CM Punk. I'm not saying it's just CM Punk's fault. No. There's booking here, but this isn't the type of press you should be getting ahead of your biggest event ever. Well, let's let's talk about that press. Let's talk about. So there are, of course, these rumors, uh, these stories of CM Punk uh, having a lot of say in the background. You know, not just sort of like what happening with his storylines and all this stuff. Which you know, a lot of people have that Chris Jericho, MJF, and say in their storylines. But seemingly, you know, uh, carrying a big stick, uh, if you will, if, to to pull a phrase from old Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, and 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 using a lot of his power to that or cachet that he has to uh, deny people from even entering buildings, um, deny people from uh, uh, you know even being on collision whatsoever. You know we get the story of hanging out in Page. You get Ryan Nemeth. Uh, you get the head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels. You know has it happened with anyone else? No one knows. There's no stories about that. At the same time, uh, it's it's interesting. You know, you would think that, you know, the elite have sway like that. You would think maybe an MJF, you know, to make him happy, maybe he has sway like that or whatever. Uh, but seemingly they don't use it, right? You Seemingly they don't use this big sick energy. Uh, and well, it seems like... CM Punk show. CM Punk show, show yes. But I think my, my point there being is... It is inter- it's an interesting dynamic to talk about in terms of before the conversation was that the collision was a chill, relaxing, not hectic show that people always had. And it seems like the reason it's not hectic and chill and protected is because CM Punk is actively using his power and his say and his his cachet to actively uh keep people out so i guess there's a question of is that like ethically okay is that okay you know is that an okay thing to do i don't don't know (laughs) i mean i don't know the head of talent relations thing is interesting uh but the whole point there was that he's also a producer um so and and there's disrespect apparently as well because apparently people are disrespecting him which of course cm punk doesn't take all too well so uh you know it's interesting it's like should a guy like that, who is not your world champion, definitely like a draw, but not obviously a level of draw he was previously, um, should should that power exist for anybody? I mean, Roman Reigns has power even in WWE. Uh, top stars in other companies have a lot of say and power what they do. You know, I'm sure I'm sure uh, uh, the Okada balloon thing wasn't Gato's idea. I'm sure he made up that thing. I'm sure that was his booking decision. 
Um, you know, I'm sure like, you know, there are multiple top guys get to do their own creative freedom and stuff. But there's, I think, a difference. My point being to end this whole thing, there's a point being that there is a difference between creative freedom and backstage, um, I guess, backstage politics, I guess, and having control and say and being able to kick people out of buildings and whether I who knows I guess I guess was he paid for be even being at the building or whatever I don't know uh who knows about this stuff but what do you think about it I I just think the sooner we get to some sort of conclusion the better like if the conclusion is we all work together and we move on and we let bygones be bygones then yeah AW can reach its highest potential but I'm not silly that ain't happening that ain't happening anytime soon, at least. There's no sign of that happening anytime soon. Or it's, you know, the elite aren't going anywhere. We know that now. Um, so it'll just be a matter of what, what is the, what does CM Punk do? Yeah. That's how we get to that next step. And ultimately, you're going to have to make a decision one way or the other somewhere down the line if you are Tony Khan. Yeah. If, if, the elite truly have no interest working with CM Punk, then presumably I'm, I would have guessed that would have come up in the contract negotiations. You know, I, I would have guessed if I was Tony Khan, that's part of the discussion. If, if we're doing this, um, if the answer was yes, then all right, let's start getting to it. If the answer is no, then the guy CM Punk cannot continuously, he has to drop it. And that's kind of what the Saturday thing was as well. Is the that, hangman stuff really does bother me. The uh, the hangman promo? Like just anything regarding hangman. He doesn't do anything. Like he doesn't do anything. He, to, he, like, he, said one, he said one comment and it's pissed this guy off for a year and a half now. Yeah. Like hangman... I love Hangman, so I just hope the best for him. I, I want him to get back to like a prominent role, and the more you know, this these things happen, it just hurts him. I think. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I I just wanted to talk about that. We're gonna talk about all in in a little bit, so which is exciting. I I, I will say, I look at it all in top to bottom. It's probably because of the atmosphere that I expect, because mm-hmm. of the quality and what they've added since the last time you and me talked. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm I'm finally really like I'm really feeling the show. Yeah. There's still potential, like you know, there's still conversation to be like this could have been better, but I think it's going to be one of their best shows, no doubt about it. Yeah. It's it's always a discussion of potential and hype and trying to make sure that they are on a similar level uh with a lot of this stuff. Uh more news is that Edge from WWE, of course, uh seemingly has had his last match. Um, he is at least uh, announcing and talking about how this was his last match on Friday Night SmackDown this past week against Sheamus. Um, he has uh, been reported that his contract with WWE is up uh, this September. Um, so all those Wembley rumors you can throw out the door. Um, Edge is someone that has lied many times, though. That is, And that is true. And that's something that a very important part of this story is you know, maybe he's just lying. Maybe this is his last match with WWE. You know, there's conversation to be had. The guy previously, if I'm not mistaken, was getting offers with uh, AEW before he re-debuted in um, WWE. So, and there, maybe there's an argument that one of the reasons he was able to return in WWE was because AEW was a thing now. Um, yeah. But 
uh, there's the, already that discussion about maybe he moves on to something else. Maybe he's done together. What do you think about Edge's future career, if there will be one? What do you think, Scotty? Well, Fightful had a good report how there is a chance him going to AEW is very possible. Um, so they reported uh, a few a few days ago, Edge State interview with ET that the match with Sheamus was last month's current deal, but the deal last year September, yada, yada, yada. Um, he did have time on his deal added due to injury. Remember, of course, that happened a while ago. However, there are many in AEW that think that Copeland coming in could be a real possibility. Those close to him claimed earlier this year that the idea of working in AEW isn't as out there as you think. Obviously, it is close to Christian, but also Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, who helped him prepare for an in-ring turn. Beyond many in AEW think it could be a real possibility, it was being discussed by a lot of people in AEW even before Edge claimed the match with Sheamus would be his last on his contract. Um, I think he does show up in AEW. Really? Why do you think I, that? I think one more match with Christian is something he wants. I think one more tag team match with Christian, probably against FTR, is something he wants. I think those are two things he absolutely wants. And I think if he can get those and then wrap up his time, he'd be very happy. Uh, because there were a lot there were some great moments I think in his return to WWE but you know there's a lot that he's not happy with you know there's there's no doubt about it his whole heel some, run has been wonky as hell let's be honest which is which is absolutely insane to me because his work as a heel was what he did best mm-hmm. in his original time this time around it was awful um so I think there is potential there I do think he appears in AEW um, and I think he should because I think he should end his career on the right note. The match with Sheamus was good, but that wasn't a story. That wasn't anything. It was just a match. It felt like a chance for him to say goodbye to WWE the right way. Yep. And then go on, do the few things else. He has to check off his box. Probably not even a year long deal. Just a few matches, a few big matches. Call it a day. I think. I think it works. If Edge in a tag team setting, I think would work perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I think that's totally fair. And, you know, it's AEW, so they have a history of using legends extremely well. Um, so I think, you know, uh, that stuff makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they keep him away from Christian for a little bit uh, and then circle back around to that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they... Edge and Christian versus FTR feels like something you got to try. Agreed. I agreed. And I think that's something that uh, both him and Christian presumably would be into. I mean, I think Christian right now is doing a great job with what he's doing, yeah. obviously. Uh, I'm loving the hit, I'm the rightful TNT champion gimmick. Um, but keeping them separated for a little bit uh, and Edge doing some stuff, and then you can circle back around with Christian. And then somehow, if they could form a tag team, that would be um, interesting. And then facing FTR, I think, is 100%, like you said, uh, something that will inevitably happen. Will it happen? You know, uh, you know, AEW is about to come across a crap ton of money, so uh, I, I think you know, I think it's possible. I think it's certainly possible. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes um, for Edge, Mister Adam Copeland, and uh, if it's his last WWE thing, you know, if his last WWE match, he goes to AEW and then he retires. Yeah, I think a solid career. Gotta say, right? I mean, well, <laughs> in Toronto. It's not bad. 
bad situation for him. Match with Sheamus was really well done. He did it the best he could. I would agree. I would agree. Um, all out. Uh, you have you have written down in the notes here that you prepared. All out breaks the number. Do you mean all in? I meant all in. I figured as much. There's I was too like, what? Many all something. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what number did all out break? No, all out didn't break any number. Uh, well, actually, I'll save that right before we get to the all in preview and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was just listing everything. Of course. Know. Um, WWE news. More WWE news. Lacey Evans was gone. A little bit of a contract update. I have one comment on this. I know. I know a huge. I know you're a huge Lacey Evans fan. So uh, you have the floor, of course, Scotty. Good riddance. <laughs> no one knows what happened there, and I saw people tweeting she about. She wasn't good. She well, she wasn't good, of course, and they kept trying to re gimmick her constantly. I never know understood why they never made her a babyface because that one time they babyfaced her, it really connected with the audience, and then they used it to create heel heat. I never understood why they just never tried the babyface gimmick. Maybe uh, they just found her unlikable. Maybe. Uh, I know I did. Um, I heard people doing Twitter rumors about did Sergeant Slaughter have Lacey Evans fired? I was like, nah, I don't think Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter has that kind of sway. I get that he was upset about the whole uh, Cobra Clutch gimmick, but come on, what are we doing here? That's that, he's not doing that. He's not doing that kind of stuff. He doesn't have that sway. Um, but we'll move on nonetheless. Uh, New York. Uh, has a Joshi promotion in the works. Apparently, it's been in the Maruks for a while. We've talked about it before on the show, if I'm not mistaken, but the latest news about this promotion and uh, that has, like, Risa Sarah attached to it, has um, uh, other... Inaba. Yeah, other top indie Joshi talents attached to it. Is Mauro Ronaldo, uh returning to the commentary desk and that's right. You're talking about uh, WWE's Mauro Ronaldo. No, I'm talking about that one pay-per-view with Kenny Omega where Mauro Ronaldo returned to the commentary. That's right. Impact's Mauro Ronaldo uh, returning to the commentary desk once again uh, to apparently be the, the commentator for this New York indie promotion. It feels like every news item we get about this thing feels more shocking faker and faker and shocking and shocking and it feels like this is not happening this one was what's happening Meltzer. this one was dropped from Meltzer this time. i know that's so, what's crazy so we about got it away, we got away from the pw insider aspect of this now we're over to Meltzer. i just like so i thought about it this week i was like i need Whoever's listening, if New York City Joshi promotion that I don't know the name of and no one knows the name of. If you're listening to me. No one knows. Do we know of any I, names attached to it in terms of a managerial thing? Like, like who, Bull Nakano is going to be like something backstage. And that's all we know? And then there's people of that used to work for Bushi Road or like, I don't know. It's it, okay. We don't know n- many names. Of the the five names we have heard connected to this company are Bull Nakano, Arisa Nakajima, Arisa Sarah, Tomoki Inaba, and Maro Ronaldo. <laughs> hey, that's a hell of a starting crew. That's interesting. Uh, any anyone that may work for this company, I w- I would like a a ticket to attend your event that I don't know where it is because 
I need to see the wrestling promotion that is Joshi with an anime twist that features Mauro Ronaldo on the call while Risa Sarah's wrestling. I need to experience that one way or the other. I don't know how to feel about it yet, but I need to experience it. So if you're listening, I, I will go to your show. Just let just let me in. I think the craziest thing about this show that baffles me is the that anime aspect. Yes, that that is definitely <laughs> the big crazy, the most baffling thing for me. Uh, number two, a close number two is that like, you know, you're starting to get this, these news reports and everything about about like who's attached to this or potentially being attached to this show. We don't know what it's called. We don't know anything. And you know, get it? Maybe you don't have a name or anything yet for it, but like. Surely there's a you should have a Twitter account like advertising people that are connected to it. Start building some hype, right? You know, the fact that all we know about this is PW Insider and the Wrestling Observer. You know, those are reputable sources, but like, you know, we don't know anything. There's no Twitter account or sorry, X account. There's no social media at all. There's no it's just like, oh, yeah, we hear this thing's happening. Nothing. I don't, I, I don't know. I am someone who, you know, really tries to dig and find answers to these types of things. I cannot, I cannot figure it out. There's no answers to this yet. Um, so we're just going to have to continue to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but I just had to bring up the Marvel and all thing. Cause I was like, sure. Why not? Let's just add something else that's completely out of left field because that might be the most left field. Him calling an anime pro wrestling company, I don't know, that might take the cake. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. Um, other news that happened as well, like I believe it got officially reported today, uh, is that AEW has interest in Stardom's Mariah May. Uh, it was, you know, WWE apparently has been looking into her as well, but now AEW looks like the top possible contender uh, for Mariah May to land. We talked about Mariah May in the past on this show. Uh, we've been enjoying her uh, uh, f- uh, work on Stardom. She was a great foreign refresher, a foreign wrestler refresher for Stardom that I, I believe I talked about uh, offline with you last week about how she's a big, like, it's really nice to see them wrestle with new people. I think we talked about that in regards to, like, Megan Bain. It's really nice to see them wrestle different people. Uh, and she, you know, she's now getting uh, looks um, at these different companies. Uh, so... When will Mariah May hop over to the States? Soon? Later? I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you know, Scotty? It was always a matter of when, mm-hmm. not if, with Mariah May. Um, it took her... It, it didn't take her a lot of time to establish herself in stardom, I think, as a serious prospect. And... She she checks all the boxes, right? She checks every single box imaginable for a top women's wrestler, especially here in the United States. And when any time a foreign wrestler goes to stardom, or really anywhere, you expect, especially stardom, though, you expect a three-month window yeah, per se, and then they're out. But she had a special case, so ultimately, I gave it a year. We're on, we're approaching that year. 
You know, that year when she signed that deal, she debuted on the like, 29th last year of December. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she obviously signed a contract before that. Um, mm-hmm. We are approaching that year. I don't think she uh, I don't think she obviously maxes out the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is a sense of she finishes her dates mm-hmm. and she makes her way over because I think she's going to be the next big time face of that division in many ways. Mm-hmm. And she should be. I think so. You're saying like uh, to see her maybe full time in AEW. We're talking about maybe January of next year, January 2024, essentially, right? I would go even as soon as October. Really? I thought you said. Uh, I thought you said a year contract. Well, you know, you can get out of it, obviously. If this, I, I, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We don't. We don't know how early she signed that contract. That's fair. She debuted in December, but she probably signed it sooner, whatever the year-long deal of sorts was. Mm -hmm. The thing with, you know, contracts in Japan, you're never going to get the full, you're never going to know exactly, unless it's New Japan, you kind of know when those expire. They expire in January of the new year. Um, This is a different case, but I think she could be there as early as October. It, which would be right after signing. right after the five star Grand Prix, of course, which yes. is happening now. Grand Prix ends on the thirtieth. Maybe she has one wrap up match or something like that, and then mm-hmm. makes her way over. Um, but either way, it's AEW doing the right thing. You know, you and me have talked a few weeks now on this show about the women's division. It needs consistency. It needs you know better talent, folks. This is this is one of the answers. You know, it's like this is definitely one of the answers. So if and when it happens, because, again, she was an undeniable talent to me for them Mm -hmm. or WWE. When that happens, I can't wait to see what she does. And spoiler alert, I have my second interview with Mariah May coming up soon. So there's probably timing is a hell of a timing is a hell of a thing. Some hot questions that I'm sure will be uh, uh, headed her direction. Um, I think an interesting thing as well that I'm just remembering now is, you know, maybe it's, you know, sort of like a, she potentially could have like a dual contract thing. I mean, if we, if we recall correctly, um, B Priestley working sort of a dual contract sure. with stardom and AEW and working that both things. That could be very possible. Um, end so, the year. uh, so either she could end out her, you know, start an American AEW contract where, you know, sure. if you're going to work in America, you work for AEW. Um, and then by the end of whatever this, you know, she works out the rest of her dates for stardom. And then by the end of stardom, she just makes a full contract of AEW. You know, she can test the waters and AEW can slowly introduce her and then ramp her up, you know? Uh, you know, I I do think Fightful used an interesting wording of within all elite wrestling about potentially working with Mariah May. I found that to be different than signing mariah may uh-huh. you, so maybe maybe we're on to something I'll, inevitably i do think she's going to be their next big women star um i again because i just thought that about her and her potential um so whatever it may be whatever ends up happening i look forward to it hopefully hopefully it all works out i would like to see her be able to come back to stardom from time to time sure you know not not exclusively in stardom say she's in AEW. But that's part of the working relationship, right? That everyone wants to see. Have her be able to come back from time to time, you know? 
two times, three times a year, even is all I'm saying. Um, and then you could send talent over. So that's how a trade off should go. You know, I'm not saying they're trading Mariah May to them. You know, sure. That's my point. It's like if this relationship were to work, I would like that to be part of it somewhere down the road. I was going to ask the ultimate question: Does this mean an AEW Stardom partnership is starting? I will not answer that right now. I'm just going to say Julia's in the states as we speak, and I uh, not going to blame AEW for this one. I know some people want to blame AEW for this one. This isn't one I'm going to blame them for. You, you don't have their you, toughest possible week to have her involved in anything. <laughs> are, are you are you saying, Scotty, that if I were to be even more excited for Dynamite and Collision on Wednesday, there may or may not be a reason. It would. I would be stunned if they somehow got her on the dual Dynamite Collision taping. Hey, they they only announced one match in Collision so far, so you never know. That's true. That's true. You never know. We'll find out. I'll find out on Should Wednesday. They get her on there. Absolutely. Uh huh. Will they? Did you like? I know you didn't I, see it, but we'll talk about it with the impact thing. Sure, sure, sure. Anyways, um, good luck to Mariah May wherever she ends up. Superstar anywhere she goes. Uh, let's talk about some bad news that happened over the weekend. Cash Wheeler, AEW Tag Team Champion, arrested. If I'm not, if I did look at this this one uh, during the during the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Cash Wheeler on Friday or maybe it was Saturday. Uh, was arrested for aggravated assault with a weapon. I believe it was a handgun that he owned. Um, he was arrested. He had a whole thing. I heard, I read somewhere that they hadn't taken... back to July? Yeah, yes. Apparently, he had a warrant for his arrest back in July. Uh, and obviously, this happened August uh, the 19th, 18th, whenever it happened. So... This is a sort of a shocking out of nowhere thing for us, the fans, but presumably he's known about this for the past month. And one would like to think that uh, his, the company he works for knew about this for the past month as well. Um, He is of course (laughs) defending the tag team title at Wembley this upcoming Sunday. Scotty, how are you feeling about this situation? wasn't great (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll be honest not great it uh, wasn't what i wanted to read because i don't know about you ryan but you know we all had initial thoughts and i thought oh no maybe the most exciting match of the entire card could be in trouble yup it doesn't look like it's in trouble looks like everything will be fine based off of like you know uh, things that people smarter people than i Mm -hmm. and yourself know about that he'll be fine yep um but there was definitely initial worry. I was ready to put the Lucha Bros in the match. I was like, all right, we're going to do Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, tear down the house. Um, I, it's still not great either way. No. Because you know, he's, he's a man who got arrested for what he, whatever the situation was. For an allegedly great. terrible crime. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, not ideal. A lot of people got jokes off. A lot of people did that. But uh, it's, uh, no, we're, it's we're, tough. We're cracking jokes on the internet? Yeah, I, I did, I'll be honest. I, I did have a joke uh, primed and ready for uh, this, but I, I, I think it's I think it's a step too far. It's a joke I'm not even share on the air. I'll share with you afterwards. Um, Sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, I feel like 
you know, it's terrible when anything's like these things like uh, happen. Um, you know, it, it's an alleged crime. So whether or not he did it is still up for, uh, you know, up for the courts to decide the court system, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Um, I read somewhere that his passport has been taken. So uh, until something happens, you know, uh, I'm not going to say he shouldn't be wrestling. He should lose the titles. He sh- Well, he should probably lose the titles just in case. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, any of this stuff should really like happen for him. But uh, it definitely throws a wrench into a lot of things. Uh, it's not nice. Uh, you know, we talked about CM Punk at the start of the show and uh, bad press for this uh, historic show. Um, it's not good to see a mugshot for your current tag team champion uh, uh, eight days out from your historic show. So. I don't know, man. You seemingly knew it was coming. If you're Tony Khan, you seemingly knew this was potentially coming as his employer. But I uh, would hope he would know. Me too. Me too. But At least he. I would hope. I I liked. I would like to think. I would like to think that. But you know, you never know. Oh, brother. Oh. Never. It's never been easy. With never. This all in show. It's never been easy for Mister Tony Khan. There's always something he's got to be dealing with. At least that we know about. Um, but let's talk about the historic show. All in, of course, we're going to preview it. I'm excited for the show. It is, of course, a very historic show. It has broken the all-time, uh, you know, he's broken the WWE attendance record. Um, it has passed that number, and it's still a week out, so I'm sure they're going to pass it just a tad bit more. Um, but it has become now in the pantheon of shows and it's just, like I said, eight days away. All in happening this Sunday in London, England. Eight days? Six days? I don't know what day it is, man. Get off my back. Uh, <laughs> I've, had, I've had six hours of sleep for the past three days, uh, and I'm sunburned. Um, you know, it's... Uh, Scott E. Outside of the sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are we feeling? Let's get let's get that vibe check first. We're talking historic attendance records. We're talking a pretty much done deal card, probably. Um, uh, maybe one or two matches probably added to the zero hour as well. But for the most part, the main card's probably done, and your zero hours maybe getting a match or two. How are we feeling? We're a week out. All in is happening. All in two is happening in London, Wembley this Sunday. Get into it, all right? Are we, is that what we're doing? Talk to me, Scotty. Vibe check out of 10. Gun to my head. I don't know why it's a gun to my head. Uh, There's probably a joke in there. Um, seven and Alleg- a half out of 10. Alleged joke. And I think a lot of it has to do with the idea that they're going to be in front of 80,000 strong in a lively UK audience. Like, it it really is hard to get better than that in wrestling. It really is. Like, a UK audience, anytime WWE has gone over there, you've felt that. Anytime you even watch an independent show, you feel that crowd. Now it's going to be the biggest crowd ever in the UK for a wrestling show. How can you not be excited for that? And I said this to you, right? I said, 
I I'm trying to wrap my head around a non WWE company running a full stadium. And I don't think it's going to fully kick in until I turn the show on, on Saturday. And I see that building, that yeah. stadium packs, it's not a building. It's a stadium. Yeah. That's when it'll finally kick in, but they've put together a card that based off of the many rumored cards over the past few months, this is probably the best we're going to get. And I think there's a lot of matches that can go out there and steal the show. And that ultimately is all I look for with AEW. And that's what they put together at the end of the day. Yeah, I think they have put together a great card. I understand that people have been having complaints and I uh, about certain things, but that is your own expectations and potential of what this show could have been. And I get it. You know, I would have loved to see a dream match here too, you know, and I'm sure a dream match was in store, but, and they didn't put one together. I mean, I imagine if I was Tony Khan, you know, and I think there's maybe a disconnect between Tony Khan and his viewers, but if I was Tony Khan, Scotty, I'll tell you this much. I'm pretty sure Tony Khan believes Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho is a dream match. And to some, it is. To me, you know, I I think you could have done a little bit better, but hey, you know, uh, I think that you, you got a, a solid match there. You know, you have a, a world title match that is uh, uh, a little polarizing, but it should be good still. The last match was pretty good. Uh, you have uh, FTR, maybe, uh, versus the Young Bucks. You know? that That is a match fitting of Wembley. I agree. You got, uh, 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 of course, a CM Punk versus Samoa Joe 5. That should be, you know, if the GTS is any better, maybe that should be uh, pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think it's it's come together nicely. It's just, I think it's completely fair to give the complaints that uh, Absolutely. it took a little too long to get to, to come together nicely. But, you know, when AEW believes that that gets them more buys somehow then that's what they're doing. I don't like it, but according to them, it's a good way to get more pay-per-view buys, so whatever. But nonetheless, historic show. I'm excited for Wembley. I've always been excited for Wembley, despite all this nonsense. I always knew that, you know, the day we turn on the show, we see 80,000 strong filling up the all the way up to the rafters in Wembley yeah. Stadium. I knew it was going to be a great show. Uh, you know, You know you're going to be excited to see that camera all the way at the top of the bowl, top of the stadium, looking down at everything. You know that shot's coming. I am wondering, like, if they have the production Mm -hmm. for the big stadium. Uh Uh-huh. You know, because they just never done it. (laughs) You know, WWE has done it, right? They, They know how to do their production for the big stadium. So I'm interested in just that part. Like, what is the stage going to look like? Yeah, because I, I I have my doubts they're gonna have this big WrestleMania esque stage. Yeah, but I hope they do. They they could. They got a lot of money coming in. <laughs> they could. They yeah, could if they like, wanted to. I hope they go all out for this. No pun intended. I hope they go all in for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm excited. I think the card. I think they added a match that really rose the excitement levels for a lot of people because it wasn't expected. Um. And yeah, I guess we should just get into it, huh? Yeah, let's get into it. And I think there's no better way than getting into it than starting with the main event, 
which ironically gets us also talking about Zero Hour, and that is, of course, the AEW world title match between MJF versus Adam Cole. Uh, earlier in the show, on that Zero Hour, they will be uh, teaming up together uh, to take on the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions Aussie Open, or I guess if they lose the titles on Wednesday, they'll be taking on the Hardy Brothers, um, which would be interesting. Um, but that is the match right now. Uh, Adam Cole and MJF in your main event. So I guess the question we have coming up, if this is the, you know, people are calling it inside the, inside the company, this is our bloodline, will they not break up? Will they tease a bunch of stuff and then go on for another three years and then claim they're in the third inning? Or this Wednesday, are they going to break up and then have to team together and have the main event? Are they going to break up at the zero hour and then go into the main event? Or are we just going to have good friends all the way through? Scotty, tell me how you feel about this match. And I guess that's the intrigue, right? All those questions. Um, is there a more valuable wrestler right now outside of Roman Reigns obviously we won't count him than MJF uh, this is and before you, before you say it, this is sure, a sure, sure, sure. this is a man he's 27 years old mm-hmm. he is going to be one of very few to main event a big stadium show outside of WWE without ever touching WWE that is something that I think people will overlook. Like, because there's so much going on for this show. But that that is what he is. He's going into this show as the world champion. He's going to main event this show. Whether you agree with this as the main event or not, that is what's happening. And you know the crowd is going to be out of their mind for it. His value, his stock only rises with this. And I think that's just incredible for what he's done and what he's become. Ultimately, if at the end of all this, he isn't the baby face in the story, they messed up. They messed up. That should give you an idea of, I think, where this of where this is going. I think there is a story to be told where one way or the other, Adam Cole should be the one going heel. Put him back with the kingdom. Put him with Roddy. Give him that faction, because that ain't the Undisputed Era anymore. That's the kingdom. That's something different. I like the kingdom guys. I'd like them to be on TV, so that would be even more willing. Then you have MJF as the babyface, who in long term you can build up to then face the real world champion heel, CM Punk. That's where I think we're going. And I think I think, I think there's a lot of intrigue. I think, do you want to send the fans home happy, and then you use the dynamite going into all out to make the turn maybe possibly because maybe. i don't know if you want to end it with a big angle um but i think mjf wins i think there's a chance that they do win the ring of honor titles i'm interested to see how they do that um but i'm excited because i think the story is so intriguing of where to go next that it will make the match that much better yeah, I, they have multiple post stops right now along their desti- destination and seeing, you know, when these things may happen. Will anything happen at all? Um, I think you're right. I think you're right that Adam Cole going heel makes sense to me. I think teasing the Roddy stuff, teasing um, the Kingdom stuff right there is fun. I think that I, I greatly enjoy that. I think uh, a new faction, new coat of paint for Adam Cole is very much needed. Um 
I think making him a little grimier after this whole uh, super baby facing of Adam Cole uh, could be needed for me at the very least. I would love to see that. Um, you know, you could, I, I guess you could put MJF through them, but that wouldn't make any sense because really they're antagonists to him. Um, do not. Do not ruin this. You have him in the perfect spot again yeah. to be a baby face like you did a year ago. Don't do it again. When was he uh who was he feuding with a year ago, if I'm not mistaken, when he was a baby face? Um I believe it was supposed to be CM Punk. And who's the <laughs> who's the quote unquote real world champion that kinda kinda was a little heel in that initial promo? I think his name is CM Punk as well. And who is uh calls me backstage drama and AW Collision? Uh, see, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, you know. But you know, yeah, I think you're right. I think they, I, I think turning him face sets up not him nicely. I guess probably post feud with the Kingdom to feud he moving on to CM Punk. He cuts better promos as a baby face too. The crowd is obviously at his every in, in the palm of his hand. If you do the turn at all in, you make Adam Cole the biggest heel in the company. Uh, yes, until, and you know, obviously until like CM Punk. Until Punk goes yeah. full on because he's Punk. And you need, but, and you need heels in this company right now. Yeah. Yeah. For MJF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the world champion. Because yep. if he's going away from heel, which he should, this is the right way to go. And I think that's and all it, of what this success lies on. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. There's also the part, do they win the Ring of Honor titles? And then, in the end, you know, MJF still gets the best of them. They're going a bold strategy here with the double matches. You could have easily did the ROH titles this week, world title next week. Yeah. It's almost like they want to give the crowd a moment, Ring of Honor world titles, and then rip it all away from them in the end of the night. Well, I would also say, like, you, you almost want to give the crowd, like, a moment, like, even just, like, the heel. If the heel turn happened there, then that's a, giving the crowd a little bit of a moment, too. That's true. And then you got the heat going straight into it. And that's, and I that's like that as well. Doing, and you know what's also I mean, interesting? very different. It's very different because it's not just a match that you're using to sell a pay-per-view. You're doing a storyline angle. You're doing a legit angle on your zero-hour show. You know, it's free, so maybe you don't necessarily want to do angles to there. The show. To show. But, you're, you know, it's free. You don't necessarily want to do uh, an angles on free television, I guess. But they're willing to seemingly try it. If it happens, then they were going to cut a major angle on free television as a way to sell the pay-per-view more. Mm-hmm. Sell your main event more. <laughs> yeah, not you're right. Not just the pay-per-view, your main event. It's a it's a interesting strategy, and I think it could be their smartest one if they play it right. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. They've um, done a really good job with this story overall. They they made people care about Adam Cole again. At, well, I, 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 I okay. They made the majority care about. Adam thank Cole. you. I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, I for the storyline, I would say it is over like Rover. There are mo- oh, yeah. there are moments where I'm into it, moments where I'm not into it. It's uh, more over than everything in the company. That is actually accurate. I was about to say that's probably true. That is probably true. Tell you all you need. That is also true. So it's definitely working, right? Uh, uh, and that's what you need. And if the pay per view buys or anything, I mean, that's gonna be the biggest indicator about all of this. The pay per view buys gonna be ginormous. 
Uh, is it maybe because it's also Wembley Stadium? Maybe sure. But, uh, you know, I know people that are probably going to get this uh, thing. There, I'm going with uh, to the AW show on Wednesday with a couple that are just very casual wrestling fans. They happened to watch WrestleMania this year and liked it. Uh, and they don't really watch anything else. He, the guy used to watch Attitude Era stuff back in the day, and they saw it was in Duluth. We talked about it. We're going to go, and he, this is the go-home show. AEW right now is selling it to these this couple that I'm with, and they're like, yeah. I, they might, they're like, I might watch it, and if this show sells it, then perfect. You know, this is the kind of show that you need they to sell this stuff too. perfectly, and I think, you know, they might do it. They're, they they're, stacked dynamite very smart. They stacked dynamite, and they might have a huge angle to close out the zero hour to be- get you into the main event of the show. So this should be huge. This might be a massive number. Will it be the biggest o- number? The opening match of the night could be the best match of the night, too, by the way. Yeah, well, it's yeah, Aussie well, Open. It is Aussie <laughs> Open. You know how much I love Aussie Open. Can Aussie we talk about- Open in the UK? Aussie, 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 baby. Um... The question I'll have for you is, um, we're talking about main event and talking about all this stuff, and will it do pay-per-view buys? Do you think this show is also going to do the best pay-per-view buy number for AEW? And keep in mind that the best number that they've ever had was CM Punk's re-debut, not, I guess not re-debut, but debut match in this company against Darby Allin. That, you know, that, that show, that all-out yeah. show. If it's not first, it's second. Sure. Because I think there's a lot more interest because of how big this show is. And do you think, if that is the case, that all the drama and complaints about the late booking matters then? Nope. <laughs> not even a little. It's hard to argue that it does. I still, I still it think it... Never, it, also, it almost never matters for them. Yeah. People still buy it. And seemingly more people are going to buy it than before. Like, I think a lot of casual fans, they're more likely to just jump in mm-hmm. for the show, not for the booking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll yeah. See. We'll find out. Uh, the I don't know if this is actually a card order, but I'm just going to go through the uh, uh, little cage it's match here. Uh, real AEW World Tag Team, or not Tag Team, real <laughs> AEW World Title Match, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. We talked about this before. Um, this is CM Punk Samoa Joe 5. Uh, the whole story of that was CM Punk has never beaten Samoa Joe up until the semifinals of the Owen Hart tournament, where CM Punk got a roll-up. Samoa Joe says a roll-up is not enough to prove that you can beat me. I mean, he did still beat you, but um, <laughs> now we're having the match here for the real AEW World title. I think the booking was a little wonky in that sense. I would have liked for CM Punk to have lost that much instead, and for this to be CM Punk's like first win. But uh, that's just a preference. Beyond that, I mean, I think this should be a pretty decent, pretty good match. You know, uh, you know, to, for I think it should be a pretty good match for two guys uh, that are up there in age but are incredibly smart wrestlers. If anything, I'm looking at it being like comparable to CM Punk Satoshi Gojima um, at Forbidden Door. That that's my thought. So, what do you think about this match for All In? If 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 they wrestle this match as smart as I know they can and utilize every aspect of what they're great at, 
this match can reach higher highs than I think a lot of people are expecting. Um, it's not going to have the big moves and stuff like that. There's other matches for that. But it's going to have the psychology. It's going to have the... It's just going to have the excitement. It's CM Punk and Samoa Joe in a fucking stadium. <laughs> right? Like, this is one of the most historic matches of the past two decades. And it never happened on television until a few months ago. And that was in the middle of Saskatchewan or whatever. Like, this is as big as it gets. This is the payoff. This is it, I think, for CM Punk and Samoa Joe. And in that respect, I know they're going to go out there to try to steal the show. I've seen Samoa Joe put on great matches still. It comes down to CM Punk. What version of CM Punk do we get? And I think he is someone that can rise to the occasion. I've seen him do it before. Yeah, um, I'm very excited for this match. I think CM Punk obviously wins because it's the real world championship match. Um, and we're setting up an MJF not, match too down the line, presumably. Right. It's not about who wins and who loses to me. It's about going out there and living up to not the trilogy. I don't think they can reach the level of the original trilogy. Yeah. But I do think they can have each other's best matches since coming back to or debuting in AEW. I truly believe that. Everything's got to go right. But if there was one night for everything to go right, it would be this one. I agree. I completely crowd's agree. Gonna, crowd's going to make every match like a half star better. <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be true. It's going to be a fantastic watch. Yeah, and hopefully uh, uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe uh, nail it. They, I think they definitely uh, need to, um, especially if you know there's a potential that they might be opening or something. Um, mm. But I, I guess we'll see. Because I think another match that could open is the singles match between Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. Like I said at the top, I think you know people are complaining about a lack non-title. of non-title, non-title, of course. Um, you know, I said at the top, I think there are people that have been complaining that. Um, there isn't any dream matches on this show. Um, I don't know about that one. Like I said, I think that if you ask Tony Khan, he would maybe legitimate and maybe also definitely the promoter brain. I'm sure we'll get it this week as a quote. Um, I think, I think Tony Khan would say that this is a dream match. Um, I think even then, uh, Will Ospreay is one of the best wrestlers in the world today. If not one, two, definitely, you know, definitely the top three or something like that. Um, one of the best wrestlers going right now, Chris Jericho, insanely smart wrestler. Obviously, not necessarily the best like in ring worker right now, uh, but certainly an incredibly smart guy. Uh, and I think you know this feud has been built up really well. I think the Don Callis and Chris Jericho feud was built up really well, uh, and I think the inclusion of the assassin Will Osprey uh, is going to make the match. And besides. It kind of doesn't matter, uh, Chris Jericho's in-ring work, because it's freaking Will Ospreay. He can get a four-star out of me. It's it's match is gonna be great, and then you get Chris Jericho who's even smarter, so they're gonna lay it out perfectly. So uh, it's gonna be a great match. Uh, that's all I can say about that one. It's yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> it's not gonna be Osprey's best match of the weekend. There you go. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Rev Pro in a minute. The sco- the scorching hot take of the of the show <laughs> that it won't be his best match of the weekend, but it will be great. I don't think it's gonna be the match of the show either, but it will be great. 
That's how great this card is in many ways, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it should be a great match. This uh, is a match that was promised once upon a time. This is a match that Jericho wanted. I think he even said it on TV in 2020, mm-hmm. but COVID ruined that. Now you have Osprey top of his game. Where do you think uh, Chris Jericho goes from here post this match? Could I mean, give a shit less. <laughs> Hopefully he takes a nice break. He, he gets he assassinated. That if he, like, the reason he worked so well in WWE in his last five, six years is because he came in like he came and left. Like it was it was back and forth, right? He came back fresh. He came back fresh. He's never left. Mm-hmm. He's just been here at all times. Yeah. A little break would be very good for Chris Jericho. So you're saying that Chris Jericho is gonna get is gonna lose this match and uh be assassinated for a little bit? Yeah, I do. Also, he's gonna get booed out of the building. I don't know why they tried to make Osprey the heel. That ain't gonna work. Yeah, that's probably true. That he's is the hometown hero. That is probably true. So we'll see what happens. I hope that Chris Jericho loses and then he's like a bloody mess or whatever, like a post-match beatdown. Well, if Chris Jericho wins, that's a problem. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. I I want Chris Jericho to do a stretcher job so much that like he's like a bloody mess in the the forehead only. Um, And then Don Callis, like while he's down, Don Callis like lifts up his head just a little bit so we get replication of the painting. Uh, That's all I want. That's all I want in the image. Um, That would be good. Yeah, no, it should. Uh, I think it should be good, and I think hopefully we'll see more of Will Osprey in this company. Um, and Chris Jericho, I, I wouldn't mind. You know, I wouldn't mind. I, I like the idea of Chris Jericho losing. I think that'd be a fun idea. He's the match. He better lose. I think knowing Chris Jericho, he wants his hand on the ball of putting over Will Osprey. So, uh, you know, I think I, I he think we might get a loss be here. Beating Will Osprey in twenty twenty three in his hometown. Well, not his hometown, but you know, in his home country. He just this man just beat Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Okada. And Okada. Um, <laughs> that's AEW round, but still. And Tai Chi, if I'm not mistaken. And he beat Tai Chi. Come on. No, he mean, lost to Tai Chi, actually. What? Oh, well, then fuck it. Fuck it. Chris Jericho is getting the win. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm putting it down Check here now. Uh, stadium Stampede match. That's right. Uh, the stadium. Pleasant because- surprise. Pleasant surprise. We thought it was just going to be a six-man. No, it's a five-man. St- or no, sorry, it is a six-man. Uh, 12-man, whatever. Stadium Stampede match. You have the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, Orange Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, Pentel Zero Mieto, and Ray Phoenix. And they are all taking on Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and three other people. I guess the questions I have for you, Scotty, are who do you think those three other people could be and what do you think about the stadium stampede match returning for Wembley Stadium? I've heard who it can be. Um, who it may likely be. So maybe I just won't answer. Um, can I can I uh, make some guesses and then you can just react facially uh, without saying well, anything? Well, Fightful kind of hinted at it. All right. What did Fightful say? Um, this is not you saying it. This is Fightful saying it. Uh, or, this no, is, I want you to guess first. I want you to guess. All right. First. Okay. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say who I think it could be, uh, and give various reasons for it. Uh, and then you can either react with your face, or you can say, "I've heard such a thing," or that, or sure. that makes sense, or whatever. Um, and people are gonna read into whatever your comments are. So I'm gonna say first off, Shota Umino. He does not. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, does not have a match for the Rev Pro Show. Doesn't mean that he's not in town for this match, 
But obviously, with the Blackpool Combat Connections previously, uh, Shota Umino makes a lick of sense. No, haven't heard that. Should be. it would make the most sense to me though. Uh, you know who is booked for these Rev Pro shows? Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Shingo Takagi. Um, I don't know. Bullet Club would be weird. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of else who's on the Rev Pro show. I don't know, uh, uh, Drilla Dan Maloney, uh, of course, um, perfect, uh, Clark Connors, of course. Um, you know, I, I think Tomoyoshi maybe makes sense. Shingo makes sense. Well, Tomoyoshi is allegedly aligned with Eddie Kingston. So that actually would be weird. Um, so I, there's something there. Maybe that's like one of those guys, but possibly that's, that's my only reasoning for that. Really? Um, I saw a thing on Twitter that said that, and I believe it was for Beyond Wrestling, where Ortiz had to pull out uh, for a show, Beyond Wrestling show for that weekend, or maybe for the Thursday Wrestling Open gimmick, uh, and he can't do it. We also know that Santana is seemingly returning and healthy, um, so maybe there's something there. Have they reunited as a tag team and maybe they're going to join the Blackpool Combat Club? That's an interesting thought right there. Um, so maybe there's something to a return of Santana and Ortiz. That was a good one. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, what else can I pull out of my ass? A- 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 w- uh, I-, I just want to like note that uh, Fightful report. Speaking of Ortiz, there's plenty, ad- there's plenty adding to the traction that he could be planned for a spot on the Wembley AEW All-In card. He's still for a limitless wrestling show next weekend, but has pulled from the event. Interesting. Oh, it was limitless, not beyond. Um, uh, let's take, uh, Let me just pull out more things out of my butt. You know, there are uh, a trios tag team champions that aren't on this show in any capacity. No. All right. Um, we, ac- we can stop now. Action Andretti is free. I do want to ask you, uh-huh. did, did this match add to your hype for the show? Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, knowing that it was a stamp- stadium stampede match, and I know some people have like uh, different uh, things about that match. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, like that match. Uh, like, well, not necessarily the stadium stampede, but like... Um, you know uh, what was not what's the non-stadium champion yes the anarchy in the arena a lot of people like that first one um, a lot of people like that second one i thought it was a lot of fun uh and i think that is a, a cool thing to get a bunch of people in the card and do a bunch of nonsense around the wembley stadium i think it's just basically gonna work like anarchy in the arena stadium yeah i think it's only called stadium stampede because they're in a stadium uh it'd be stupid to call this match anarchy in the arena and it's uh uh, Wembley Stadium. I say it's stupid, but it's wrestling, so you could have just done whatever the hell you want. But, you know, I think that's just going to be basically a big-time brawl up and down the stadium. So, I think it should be fun. Mm, I do, too. Uh, I think Griff Garrison is free. Alright, no. Why is just, why no. is Griff Garrison listed as a member of the Blondes on yeah, no, uh, AEW? I was like, ooh. Who, and by the way, who are the Blondes? There is no one else on this list that is listed as a member of the Blondes because if I'm not mistaken, the only other member of that team doesn't work for your company anymore. So there are a lot of people are still part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is supposedly done. So 
Yeah, so uh don't know. So sorry for the tag Andrade's team. also still part of La Faction Ingornable. Is that not a thing anymore? Well, it is, but we have not seen a single <laughs> single lick of Andrade being near that group for now. I guess that's fair. Um, all right. Um, what, oh, what about the three-man team of the Spanish Announce Project? You know, Angelico? Uh, yeah, and Helico? It's, it's them. It's them. I knew it. Is Scarface free? All right. We, 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 we're moving on. Six-man tag team match action. Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Kanosuke Takeshita are taking on the Golden Elite, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi. It would not surprise me if this was the best match on the show. Interesting. Interesting. Why do you say that? Because it has Kenny Omega. <laughs> what? And 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 I, I don't know if you remember this, Ryan, but do you remember what your favorite match was from the last pay-per-view? Uh, the last pay-per-view, last pay-per-view, of course, being the Forbidden Door uh, match? Yes. I want to say it involved a Canadian uh, possibly defending a title that he ultimately lost? No, actually, it wasn't. It was the multi-man tag. That is correct. And my point is that no one does multi-man tags better than AEW. Yeah. And this is a trios match with mentally six great wrestlers mm-hmm. now we might have to dwindle that down a little bit <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say what was my favorite match of the year my answer was gonna be of course gcw joey janela versus kota abushi nah nah though that could impact this match in many ways um you have a guy in Jay White who I think is doing incredible work in the ring right now. You have a re-motivated Juice Robinson. You have a Kanosuke Takeshita who is obviously phenomenal. You have a Kenny Omega who is he's Kenny Omega. Um, arguably the wrestler of the year. And you have Hangman Page who has had fantastic match after fantastic match after fantastic match this year. I think you can point to a number of his matches. Uh, specifically the ones with John Moxley. But then you have the wild card, which is, of course, Mr. Kota Ibushi. Yeah. It it will all come... Like, this match is going to be great because, like, he's not going to be in there the whole time. He can only make it better, in my opinion. Just, because if, if he's still, like, not A-OK, they'll limit him. Now, he looks better. He looks better in his Glate appearance. Yeah. Just got to hope he looks even better in his second aid appearance. I just, the fact that we're even saying a sentence like this about mm. Kota Obushi, a guy that like three years ago was like the best wrestler in the world or one yeah. of, is so, I mean, God, how Sad. how the mighty have fallen, right? That shoulder got screwed up, man. It got it got screwed up and it, it just, he's just been, he's been slowly he rebuilding. with Janela. That Janela match was so bad, man. It it was. But hey, he's in there with Jay White. He's in there with Jay White. He knows Jay he White to create magic. He knows how to wrestle Jay White. He's he in there knows with how Ju- to wrestle Kanesta. He knows how to wrestle Juice. He's in the best possible scenario he could be in. Yeah, he's worked with all five of these guys. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he worked Adam Page as well at some point. Yeah, if we get any, he's he's the guy that he's been wanting to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get any flash. Of Pikabushi in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
I think this is easily the best match of the night. I like, think I think, I think you give them 15 minutes, home run. Do you think there'll be a moment where Takeshita just uh, goes to try to do his big time forum, just like he did with Ishii, and then that's when we wake up Murder Ibushi? I think so. Oh, that, oh baby. <laughs> Ryan got like, okay, maybe I'm back in. I got a little excited. I got a little excited about that one. The potential. The potential, baby. Um, Coffin tag team match. Darby Allen and Sting versus the Mogul Embassy. AR Fox and Swerve Strickland. I'm not entirely positive how a... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Coffin tag team match is going to work. Um, two. I assume two have to go into the coffin. I assume that much. <laughs> Uh, but I've heard interesting thoughts here. Uh, I think the very obvious answer is that the Mogul Embassy is would lose this match. I think it's very obvious. Sting and Darby don't lose, baby. Sting and Darby don't lose. Undefeated. Um, but uh, is there any possibility that heating up Swerve and AR Fox could be a little bit better of a thing to do uh, by throwing Darby and Sting into the coffin? I think there's a sure... But uh, it's Sting and Darby to lose, so I don't know how we're feeling about that one. Would it be a better idea? Yes. Will it happen? No. Um, but I'm amped about this match. Yeah. Like, there's just so many factors in this where I can't see it go bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Swerve, who obviously I love. Darby's killing it lately. He's got, like, seven different stories going on. He's telling them all really well. <laughs> Um, AR Fox, I mean, this guy went from someone who was like on the brink of like just being a coach to now wrestling in ADK Stadium. And then it's just Sting, baby. Mm-hmm. It's Sting. Like, come on. Like, this is one of my most anticipated matches just because, not, like, not just it's Sting. Gonna be insane. Not just Sting. Probably uh, Joker Sting. Oh, yeah, which is very funny because the UK loved them. He was like, yeah, I'm bringing it back. Um, yeah, UK, big impact fan. So you got to bring in the Joker yeah. sting. There's a conversation to be had to start the show with this, too. Whoever starts the show is in a great spot. Like, outside of it, well, I guess MJF and Aussie open are probably opening the show. So it doesn't really matter. But the main card, there's a good spot there yeah. for whoever wants it. Um yeah. I think this should, this could this could be a dark horse for uh, I don't know every match can be great that's the thing yeah that's the mean I oh, mean except for one but well that's not the champion's fault yeah um it I'll tell you <laughs> you can figure it out <laughs> pretty easily um yeah this match would be great I mean I think the Sting nonsense brawl have been great you know I I think Sting's uh work has been really good I. I 
I, I don't see any reason for them to lose. I think working of Sting is good enough, and having a solid outing against Sting and Darby is probably what's going to happen for Swerve and AR Fox. And, you know, it, it's going to be it fine. Really? just feels like and you can tell me if i'm crazy here it really just feels like we're getting darby the tnt title so he can drop it to swerve yes i sort of agree <laughs> with that which is kind of funny but i'm okay with it yeah and i i like i like it because in my head canon as well uh i like the idea of maybe like eventually someone like swerve winning the world title and then that is who like Darby beats, you know, yeah. and like that's like you know let's, let's say it's like five years down the road or whatever, and something like that. Like you know this this feud is a seed setter for uh I don't know maybe a story from five years from now, and we'll look back in this moment and be like this is the seeds they've been planting all this time. And so I, I've been loving this feud, by the way. You know things that are over ratings wise, I get it, but I this is my favorite feud right now on AEW TV, and that is. The Swerve, Darby, Nick Wayne, AR Fox, Sting's back. I'm loving this I mean, feud. We're getting that tag on TV this week. Oh, uh, not on TV, but brother. I'm watching it live in pink, living color. Replacing Sting with Nick Wayne, so that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, they'll win that one. Swerve and that's probably Fox true. will win that one. That's probably true. Nick Wayne is probably eating that pin. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, they beat uh, the other underlings, uh, Toliona and Bishop Kong. Yeah, so that makes sense for them to lose this one, and then Darby and Sting win the whole thing. That Did would we all... forget that Sting's just retiring at the end of the year. Seemingly, but we also said recently said. that he he said recently in another press conference that he might just go a little bit longer past that. So that's my dog right there. Yeah, that's Sting, we keep trucking. We keep trucking. AEW Women's World Title Match, Hikaru Shida defending her title against Soraya, Tony Storm, and Britt Baker. Uh, of course, this is another match in the pantheon of four-way women's world title matches. Uh, Scotty, talk to me about uh, this historic match, this historic tradition continuing. In, in a perfect world, you know this was supposed to be Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Yeah. We do not live in that perfect world. No. Um, the sliding doors slid a little too hard. Yeah. Uh... Um, Carol Sheet is great. I really like the story work that um, Tony's been doing with like this '80s actress freakout Marilyn Monroe situation. I I think it's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's the other two, Brandon and Soraya. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see Soraya's reception. Obviously, she's going to be home. Of course. Um. I'm guessing she'll be the loudest cheer. I don't think they're just going to dislike her all of a sudden. Agree. Um, it just, I, I always prefer singles matches mm-hmm. for titles at the end of the day. This isn't a them problem. This is a preference. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have just liked to see Sheeta and Tony tear the house down, but I understand it. Get your four biggest stars on it. Play to the original all-in women's match with a fatal four-way. I appreciate the history there. Um, Sheeta should be winning. She should not be dropping the title instantly. So, I uh, agree. Um, I, I I mean I think it's possible, like a Tony Storm could win or something, but uh, I think at this point you, you just keep the title on Sheeta. There's no reason to do any changes. 
Uh, and I, I want to see. I want to see Sheeta as champion. Why not? You know, I want to see her. See her have yeah, a little lengthy yeah, reign. I make a beater. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, AW. I know Mariah May is going to be a heel. <laughs> this is like yeah. you know she's got to be a heel. Yeah, I agree. Um, I AW World Tag Team Title Match. Will this match be happening? We'll find out. FTR versus the Young Bucks. Cash Wheel and Jax Harwood versus Matt and Nick Jackson. I mean, this is the trilogy match, right? This is the third it's... in three matches. Um, the last two matches have been really, really great. Um, I, I was like, really... I was at the second one. What's that? I was at the second one. You were at the second one. They just kind of added it on after a Ring of Honor paid for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and we'll have I one. I that one, too. That's fair. Uh, yeah, and Cash Wheeler here. I mean, I there's no reason to say that this match isn't going to be great. Uh, I, I will say that I feel like the, the both of those matches, I was a little under most people in terms of my review of them. I thought, but I think, you know, talking about that and talking about All In as a whole sort of topic, I think the reason I am was under about those previous matches is that it was hyped up so long and so my expectations were so high and it just didn't reach it enough for me. Yeah. And then, you know, you get expectations again. At this point, I'm trying to throw all those expectations away. I'm throwing out all the things that I thought could have made it potentially the best match of all time. And I'm just going to go out there and focus on what it will undoubtedly be great tag team wrestling. Uh, I also think it's worth saying... This will be the first match in a post brawlout situation between the elite and CM and probably CM Punk's right and left hand. Um, uh, it's it's an interesting one to see how this is going to play out, like politically, I guess, through the match and see how it all excited works. Excited for brawling. <laughs> I'm excited for brawling. I'm excited for brawlout too. Um, oh, jeez. We'll see what happens in this match. I think this match is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, you know, just how things are structured and whatnot. I think these, this could be a great match, but I think it's just very going to be interesting uh, how the result of this match happens uh, and how everything happens with it. I mean, I think, I mean, do you think we're going to get a Young Bucks win? I think, I thought before we might get a Young, young Bucks win, but now with the old Cash Wheeler stuff, I feel like it's uh, kind of in the pocket. I think uh, Young Bucks are probably going to get bring this home. What do you think? I don't think they've had a five-star match with each other yet. I agree. I think they have it here. And I say that because, again, the atmosphere. The atmosphere is going to be out of this world for FTR versus the Young Bucks. It's going to be to the levels of, like, this is the match you look at on this card and you say, no doubt about it, this is the dream-type match, this all-in scenario, 80,000 in attendance main event match. Mm -hmm. That is what this is. I think this is going to be their best match yet. I think the Young Bucks are going to win. I think they're going to play every beat possible. You're going to probably see a GTS. You're going to probably see like a, a um, 
buckshot layer. You're gonna see you're gonna see every little thing possible to make the crowd go crazy. If this isn't the match of the night, I think something just happened to be better than it rather than this under delivery. Yeah. Like that's how confident I am in this match. These two these two teams seem very determined. I think you're gonna see, you know, respect to the Briscoes in this match. You're gonna see a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um they want to have the greatest tag team match of all time. On the biggest show of all time. They are going to do everything in their power to have the best match of all time at the biggest show of all time. I do Very love exciting. I do love how I go on a whole bit about uh uh managing expectations for myself, and then you say it's gonna be the best tag team match of all time. I said no, no, no. I said they want it to be. I didn't say it was going. Sure, 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 sure. That's fair. That's fair. That's but, a completely. Fair. I've seen a lot of great tag team matches. It's gonna be tough for me, in my opinion, to top two of the Briscoe matches from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's first and the third one are unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. If they can come anywhere close to those, they did their job. Right, they don't have to be better than those. If they do end up being better than those, I wouldn't be shocked. That's just the level of greatness that these two can bring, and I think have saved for this third match. Yeah, it should be. I mean, there's no reason it shouldn't be great. There's no reason it shouldn't be great. We'll we'll find out. We will find out for sure this Sunday, London, England. Uh, AEW all in. It is happening. Pretty insane it's here, huh? It is. I would say so. I would certainly say so. It's it's insane that it's even happening. It's insane that they're doing this. You know, it, it you know, you talk about like, you know, oh, it could have been what could have been this card could have been better. The card fucking eighty thousand plus people bought it, it broke all the records. I mean, part of it is like the card doesn't need to be better because it proved that it's it drew. So to throw that argument out the window, second off, if you want it to be better, you all into it let, let, at Wembley next year or something. You know, all in three at Wembley next year, you know? You go back to it and then put on a bigger dream card to sell. Like, like it's, it, it's so weird. And, you know, I get it. I've they said it before. They have to pack the card more next time. I agreed. Agreed. I think, and I think it's completely That's how fair. You get people in the building. I completely fair, and I've said it before in the show is that what this show sold originally, obviously, because before the card was even announced, we had like seventy five thousand tickets already sold. It was a hundred percent the idea of AEW going to this, uh, going to London, England, and selling uh, and selling tickets for a Wembley Stadium show. Obviously, the ob- yeah, and I'm first time in the UK. Obviously, the potential of what the card could be probably also helped sold that thing. But if you're going to complain about the potential is not living up and you bought a ticket before the card was announced, that's on you, mother trucker. That's on you. You just you just yelled at 80,000 people. I just yelled at 80,000 people. I just yelled at all of those British wrestling commentators that are all on X complaining about this card not living up. Then why did you buy a ticket? Before the card was announced. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Like I, I, I'll be shocked if we're not walking away saying it's top two show of there. Yeah. Just because like forbidden door is also there. Forbidden door. 
All Out 2021. Uh-huh. Those are, the, those are what they're fighting. I feel like Revolution was good. I have fond memories of Revolution pre-pandemic. Um, John Moxley winning the world one match. John Moxley winning the world title. I didn't love that match. Oh, all right. All right. That's fair. Um, th- this card, I just feel like every match has a chance to over deliver. That's, I think that's okay. I think you're right. That's a and good I, thing. I hope it does. I hope it does. I hope it opens good things. We can't have a wet it's, fart. We can't have a wet it's fart. The first time in a long time I see every match. I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. I agree. Um, well, let's talk about something that I knew you loved, and that is, um, we'll start with this one first, the Impact Wrestling slash New Japan Multiverse United 2, of course, the tagline for the show being, for whom the bell tolls, and Scotty, did the bell toll for thee? What? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, let's talk about this show. Of course, you watch the show, I did not watch it. Um, you kind of already gave me an inkling of how you felt about this show. Uh, it didn't seem like this was anything really to write home about based on what you said. And I really didn't see any, in the limited time I looked at Twitter, I didn't really see anything that was really right home on Twitter. Um, other than, uh, the women's four way, but give me your thoughts on this show. I mean, do do you want me to do the rundown? We'll do, we can do match by match or do you just want to do a, uh, a full overhaul of what you thought about this show with some thoughts about some matches. Yeah, that's better. That's better. I figured that would be better it. for you because yeah. if the show was any better, maybe we could have done match by match. But uh, let's, I mean, let's talk about it. You know, of course, uh, the world main event was the Impact World Title match, Alex Shelley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi with Alex Shelley getting the win. Uh, you have a lot of acclaim coming out about the strong women's title match between Julia defending her title against Dana Praza, Giselle Shalma, Makogo. You had, uh, of course, the match of the weekend, Sammy Callahan defeating Doki for a South Philly street fight. Um, and you had a bunch of other scrambles and multi-mans and all that stuff. So give me your thoughts. What do you think about Multiverse United 2, for whom the bell tolls? It was a fine show. Um, nothing bad. Well, I didn't watch one or two matches. But nothing bad that I saw. Um thought Shelly and Tanahashi had a very professional wrestling match. Like, they did to the best of their abilities. Um, mostly talking Tanahashi here, obviously. Um, it was good, solid main event. Cool just to see them head-to-head. You know, that's two of the best of the past two decades. Going head-to-head, right? You know, Shelly and Motor City, Tanahashi and all he's done. Uh, Hiromu Speedball, Leo Rush, and Trey Miguel. That was good. Love seeing Leo Rush. Um, Leo Rush punched Hiromu in the dick and then kicked and then pinned him. <laughs> so it looks like we're getting a Leo Rush title match again somewhere down the line. Speedball also challenged him the night before. I'll get to that. So it looks like Hiromu's just Hiromu continued to just do shit. Like that's that's his year. He's just doing things, and it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, go ahead. Um, which is exciting for him. Um, that Kosei Fujita and Robbie Eagles versus Catch 2-2 was probably very much worth going out of way to see. It's a really solid match. Kosei Fujita's superstar in the making. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Moose versus Shane Hayes actually Jr. was fun. The scramble match was fun. But there was no bigger star on this show than Julia. Like, there. 
I I've only ever obviously like watched her since she's become a star in stardom. So seeing her in a different atmosphere kind of proved everything you need to know about her star power. Um, she's one of the biggest women's wrestling stars in the world, and that's that is by only now wrestling in America one time. She is why a lot of people went to this show. It sounded like she had the loudest reactions of the night. She had a moment, you know, she gave her a cheering towel to two young girls. Like she made fans for life by doing that. She is built for anything and everything. She was the star of the show. She got the win. Momo Kogo had another really good appearance. You really like realize how stacked the starting roster is when you see Momo Kogo go over here and really kill it. Cause it's like, no one thinks of her as anything outside, anything besides like bottom tier wrestler there. But here she's like killing it. So it's like good for her. Um, I think jo- Julia and Deanna is a match you work towards. I think Giselle did a good job. It was a fun match. Julia's like I said, she's a star. She was the, she was the highlight of the whole night as expected. That's great to hear. I mean, Julia just feels like primed and ready for like American expansion into her star power. You know, uh, yeah, they're giving her all the shots because they, they, I think they they, uh, they want to make sure that she stays around. I think she's very determined to spread Japanese women's wrestling mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah, I think she's stardom's perfect. I guess other than Mercedes Monet. ambassador. I was gonna say other than Mercedes Monet. I would probably say Julia in terms of homegrown, uh, well, not homegrown talent, in terms of uh, 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 domestic talent, I guess I'll say, uh, for stardom. Uh, she is, I would say, probably the best person, uh, yeah. the best work, best look, the best style of wrestling, the best, uh, uh, I would say, even say promos, um, of someone that can really, truly uh, help expand stardom internationally uh, and really showcase uh the level of wrestling that she has the her sheer ability to wrestling so i'm very happy to hear that it was that match was great she um, catches your eye yes um, obviously yes she has she's coming back in october mm-hmm. they've already revealed that yep like likely against stephanie vacare i heard CMLL, which I, is very exciting i'm excited about that match that makes me very and, excited and then from there you know all roads lead to mercedes Pretty much. Assume, assumingly uh, at that point, Mercedes is ready to go. So what Julia will be doing next is Risa Sarah actually dropped the video on stardom today. She yep. will be Julia's next challenger, which I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> That's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, then Stephanie Vaquer, most likely in October. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. CMLL is going to be all over that show, so that should be really cool. So I saw some people like... I, because I tweeted, don't worry, it's going to happen. Julia Mercedes is going to happen. Everyone's like, yeah, but it's not happening there. I was like, she wasn't going to wrestle in Samstown Live. Okay? Like, <laughs> you weren't going to do that match in Samstown Live. You're doing that match in one of three places. It's either going to be in historic crossover, if it comes back, in November, Stardom Dream Queendom at the year-end event, or, of course... The most likely option, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. But if it happens in Wrestle Kingdom, they 
they better get some time or we're going to have a problem. Uh, but it's very exciting. Julia's doing all the right things. She's she's worldwide superstar. Blah, blah, blah. All that good stuff. Anything else to say? Uh, I, I want to know. I, I want to know for my own interest. Sammy Callahan, Doki. Did you watch this match? Um, I, 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 I tried. You you have you have to know how heartbreaking it will be for me if you said you did not watch a Doki match. I I watched Doki steak uh, cheese steak matches that on the night prior, and which he won. By the way, I saw <laughs> that result. He won the cheese steaks. That was fun. That was fun. I I love. I it. can make Junior Festival really quick. Watch the tournament matches. Um, I think Desperado and Mao versus the uh, East Coast Express or whatever they're called. What that was East good. West Express? East West Express, and I think the MVP of the night was Kevin Knight. Ooh, really Kevin. solid match against Clark Connors. Great main event against Speedball. How was um Mr. Drama himself? Real one? You think I watched him? <clears throat> like you think I actually watched him wrestle? I watched his entrance. I said, all right, that's enough. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, I can't do this. How was uh, Soberano Jr. Uh, in that five-way match? In that whole, f- was that whole five match, five-way match? I would watch him versus Stuka Jr. instead from the Grand Prix International 2023. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that match was great. I'm looking at uh, a cage match right now. And the main event, of course, was Mike Bailey and Kevin Knight in that final round tournament. 8.14. Based on six votes, oh, yeah. but uh, that's I thought a... it was the best match I've seen at Kevin Knight's tour. God damn, he's a star. He's got something. He, he had a great night. No pun intended. Yeah, he's got sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, he's been wrestling only since 2019. Yeah, he's getting better and better. They put him with Kushida. He's in a good spot. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, any other things about these shows? No. Not a lot of a review there. Uh, not no, a lot of meat on these bones, so I get it, but still. Watch the Julia stuff just because I think seeing her star powers engaging, exciting. Watch the main event from that show. I'd say watch the last two matches from the. Uh, this is, Multiverse United was a good wrestling show. It just didn't have anything stand out. Does that make sense? A classic. Of, like, a, you Julia mean a classic impact wrestling pay per view? Pretty much. Um,. And then Junior Festival, there's some good there. Um, I was upset with the match that had Soberano Junior, Leo Rush, Dragon Kid. Like, I really wanted that to be a lot better than it was. That's fair. It looked like it was, what, seven minutes and 15 seconds? It feels like that's not really enough to do anything. No, no. Shout out Soberano Junior. What's that? Well, speaking of Impact, let's talk about a show that they have coming up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this Sunday as well, August 27th. Rev Pro time. Uh, we'll we'll end off with Rev Pro. We'll get get a little happy at the end here. Uh, <laughs> no, no offense to Impact, but look, I haven't looked at this card yet. I, this card didn't exist, I think, uh, until recently. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking. Oh, Jesus. I already looked at it now. I'm upset. Uh, the Knockouts World Title Rematch. It's Trinity versus Diana Perrazzo. It seems to be uh, being heralded as the main event of this show, Emergence. Uh, what do you think about Trinity versus Diana Perrazzo 2 for the world title? All right. That's, uh, I believe Scotty it's has been. <laughs> I, I like, just like, like, there's no way I watch this show. 
for like a very long period of time. Like I'm gonna watch this show. Like there's a good chance we're recording during the show. Maybe during work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not gonna watch this at a time where I'm gonna have full attention. So it's like they picked the worst possible day to run a show. I agree. That's a that's a tough spot. That's a tough. Spot. I mean, to be fair, presumably it'd be after All In, and you just roll right into this show. But uh, still, like who's rolling into this? I guess me. <laughs> well, whether or not we're recording or what, I will, you know, well, we are recording, but whether or not that recording goes up against it. See, eight man tag team war, Impact World Champion, uh, Alex Shelley, uh, Chris Sabin, Josh Alexander, and Kashida are all teaming up together against the everyone's favorite team, Bully Ray, Moose, Brian Myers, and Leo Rush, the X Division champ. Scotty. The state of the heels in this company <laughs> is Leo Rush, who's obviously not signed there. <laughs> and the other three. And Bully Ray. That's that's the Ring of Honor. That's a Ring of Honor special if I've ever seen one. That's what that is. Um Sinclair of Honor, to be exact. You know, it's just a matter of time till Bully Ray gets a world title match, right? Another one? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That could easily that that match could easily spin out of this match. Absolutely, though I think Bound for Glory's next, so I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, Victory Road might be before. Look, uh, let's see. I got the events page in front of me. We got Emergence. We got Victory Road next. Impact a thousand. I imagine there'll be a World Title match there, and then and Impact a Maniac, and then Bound for Glory. That's what we got. Look, you say that, but. Look, I'm going to hate saying this, Scotty. I already hate it. I mean, is is Bully Ray the, the top heel in Impact? Next question. All right, World Tag Team title match. It's subculture uh, defending their, you know, of course, that's Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Uh, defending their titles against the Reunited Rascals. Of Trey Miguel. Got a busy weekend. What's that? Subculture's got a real busy weekend. I did not realize that. Yes, they will be making a flight from RevPro from London, England, straight to uh, wherever the hell this show is. They're uh, not sticking around for All In. Straight to Toronto. Not sticking around for All In. They will be heading straight to Toronto to defend their second pair of tag team titles against Rascals. I mean, honestly, this match should be. Oh, I, match of the night. I mean, my yeah, uh, uh, fucking easily the match of the night. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else is on the card. Right? I think I think my ceiling on this match right now, I'm gonna put like a four. I think at best, I think we're looking at at least a three and a half here. I think this should be a really yeah, good match. I haven't seen the much of Zachary Wentz post NXT. That's fair. Um, but I remember he was doing great in NXT, so I'm sure he's still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this match should be great. Hopefully. Yeah, I think this has. If if I was going to probably recommend any match post this emergence show, it'd probably be that. Uh, Sonata returns to Impact Wrestling. Of course, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion uh, will not be defending his title uh, because he is in a probable squash match against Jake Something. Could you imagine how <laughs> little Sonata tries in this match? It's he going barely to be... tried against Jungle Boy. <laughs> it is I'm, okay 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about it. Will this match be better or worse than the Jungle Boy match? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it can be better. I like Jake something. There's yeah, there's something there. I mean, you could get something out of it, but I don't really know if Jake's you know, I don't think Sonata's going to really like do anything to really like I don't think Sonata's showing up to go all out here. No pun intended. No. I don't think he's going to have an emergence uh, emerging affair. Is that something? Is that anything? uh coming out of this no no it's gonna it's gonna be like a nice like two and a half star match at best i probably agree i i think i think if if sonata really wanted to go i think jake something can honestly do something he's not gonna really want to go he barely wanted to go i know i know i that's (laughs) i know knockouts tag titles are on the line in a of course historic four-way match we have the champions mk ultra that's uh, Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly taking on the Your team. Wrestler. What's that? Your favorite wrestler. Of course, my favorite wrestler. Uh, Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans as a team. The Coven and the Death Dolls. All right. <laughs> um. Then we have a match for the Digital Media Championship. Kenny King defending his title against Johnny Swinger. Shit. <laughs> This, you know, you know how like you had that opinion, like that impact. You know, they most of the time they hit. This ain't a hit. This is this is gonna be an utter failure. This, this show, that show, like looking at this card, this show is like a hundred percent one really good match. Maybe Trinity Deanna Prazo could be pretty good. You know, I don't really have the last match wasn't necessarily bad. Uh, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't great, but it was, you know, it wasn't bad, but you know, so maybe that's going to be pretty good. I think there's going to be one great match in the world tag team title match. And beyond that, there's nothing really here. There's no meat on this bone. And apparently they have more matches to announce, uh, probably will on Thursday. I don't know what it will be. And I can't imagine it's any better. I mean, you're having your X division champion and your world champion be in an eight man tag. I mean, what are we doing here? It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know what you want from me. This is going to be a bad show. I I would, I, I want like, give me, give me something. What are you, what are you excited about? Is there anything you're excited about with the show? Is there anything you're looking forward no, to emergence? All in, is, all in is on this day. I don't give a shit about, of the show. Uh, yeah, I, I tried, folks. I tried. I tried to get. I try to get I something out of Scotty. It's nothing. I do not care. Do you know? No, 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 no. Now you, now you got me. Do you know what's this weekend? You want me to care about emergence? Not just all in. Oh, we're gonna talk the Rev Pro match. But there's also Julia versus Mirai, Utami versus Micah, Arisa Nakajima versus Sari, um, Kino versus Masakita Mia. Like, this is just stuff that has nothing to do with All In Weekend that's happening this weekend. And you want me to sit here and act like I give a shit about Impact Emergence? Impact Emergence? It can't happen. You can't get me. You can't you can't get me on this one. Rev Pro is also happening. Rev Pro 
has won hell of a show. There's an argument that Rev Pro maybe had the card of the weekend, and we just All raved right, about well, it. Hey now, hey now, hold, hey hold, now. hold on, hold on. This is they, this, they are not going to have a better for show. Not, for an indie show. This is maybe like the indie show of the year, right? Fitting, seeing that this is All In Weekend, and All In Weekend was the biggest indie show ever. This feels like the indie show of the weekend. This card up and down, well, maybe not every single show. Well, that's a pre-show, so I don't care about that one. Um, But in every match here, I have investment in every single of these matches. I watched their their last pay-per-view, and I can tell you pretty much everything that's happening in all this stuff. They have the worst world title match of the weekend. Well, yeah, but they got some story behind it. So, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's Rev Pro 11-year anniversary, right? So, we'll start with that main event. Yeah. Rev Pro Undisputed Bridge Heavyweight title match. This is not your main event. This is your main event. It's not going to be main event. Well, it's currently listed as a top match, so I don't know. Like, they they would, it would be like shooting them in the foot if they put them in the main event. Possibly. Like, hey, your match is going to not at all come close to the one we put right in front of you especially all the fly-ins uh it's gonna be a tough one it's gonna be a tough one uh well currently it's a world title so it's well maybe not a world title but it's a british title so maybe it's uh maybe it's, it's a british be- world championship isn't it it's not listed as a world title no it is the british heavyweight title this is the champion of the british michael oku versus trent seven and yeah i know no no there's nothing to this i know there's nothing to this but the story here, of course, is Maiku, Michael Oku finally able to defeat Great Okan for that and finally win the Undisputed Bridge Heavyweight title. And then as everyone's cheering him on, all the babyfaces are cheering him on, uh, Trent Seven says, screw this, man. I'm taking it out. I'm hitting him in the face, I believe, with a forearm. And I'm taking him out. And not just am I going to take him out, I'm going to take his title too. And he's been walking around all these shows with Michael Oku's Belt, simple booking, going into the main event. He, Michael Oku, of course, is going to beat Trent Seven. And of course, that's going to happen. He's going to retain his title. And I know what you're saying, Scotty. You're not a Trent Seven fan. I don't think most people are. And I know in your particular case, Scotty, you're not a Michael Oku fan really either. But I'm uh, I'm going to hate this match. (laughs) You're probably going to hate this match a lot. But uh, I think at the very least, they're comparable wrestlers. I really like Oku. Um, he is typically my favorite indie wrestler of the year. Uh, if you're going to count the Euros as like the indies or whatever. Um, I really like the guy. I think he's got something. I think he's got some spunk. But, uh, you know, I think it should be uh, it should be at the very least a very good match. That's all I'm going to say. It's gonna be, you're right. If it is the main event, tough spot, baby. That's a tough spot. I kind of hope they get the main event. That way I can shut it off. <laughs> You never know. I don't. I don't like either of these two. That's fair. I don't, I don't like either of them. I think. Uh, I know a lot of people love Oku. I know he's made a real uh, impression since that Osprey match on a lot of people. If I'm not, not my cup of tea. If I'm not mistaken, you famously did not like that match too much. The one with Osprey? Yeah. Am I mistaken? No, I like that one. No, I thought that was great. All right. Okay. Good. 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 Good to know. I'm not, oh God. That was the only match that I think I've ever liked of Michael Oku's. Hey, you know, I watched something. the match. I watched the uh, Bola uh-huh. from earlier this year. The uh, oh yeah, the Bola, yeah, the Bola. He had a match against Kanosuke Takeshita. Mm-hmm. It was maybe the most underwhelming Kanosuke Takeshita match I've ever watched. Oof, that doesn't involve like 
Tetsuya Endo or something. No shout, shout out. Taking strays. Tetsuya Endo. Because that strays. match was hyped up to me as like the match of Bola. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I was like, I do not enjoy this. My oh. favorite match from Bola, if anyone's wondering, was either Speedball and Takeshita or Bandito versus Black Tarus versus Vikingo. And I think you can figure out why. Uh, just because of those three. Uh, that being said, I'm going to hold out hope. I'm going to watch this match. And I'm going to give everyone a full review next Sunday live right here on the YouTube, the X, whatever you're watching. I will give you my Michael Oku versus Trent Seven thoughts because obviously that's going to be why you're listening to this show, not for anything else, just for the Michael Oku Trent Seven review. <laughs> Fuck AEW's all in. <laughs> uh, the show that we're probably going to do the entire episode on. Yeah, there's a good chance it might be a three-hour show because two hours are going to be devoted to all in and the press conference it won't nonsense. Be good though, because we'll be going and the press conference will still be going, and mm-hmm. we can just like. You get that preview. You get that preview. What's typically Patreon content for free. Yeah, that's also going to pretty much be our all-out preview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, dig it. If that wasn't your main event, then this match might be your main event. It's Shingo <laughs> Takagi versus Will Ospreay. Uh, that, of course, was the first match announced for the show, so I don't want to be surprised if it is your main event. Uh, no real build, I guess, for this show, but you know, it's Shingo Takagi for Will Ospreay. Yeah, give me to me. Here's your build, Ryan. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, there was this great best of the Super Juniors match between Shingo Takagi and Will Ospreay. Uh Uh-huh. And then there was this great IWGP World Heavyweight title match between, you guessed it, Will Ospreay and Shingo Takagi. You're you're kidding And then there was this great G1 match between, you get the picture. That's the story. (laughs) They're great. Yeah. It's going to be good. very much could be your best match of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, this should be um, <laughs> pretty good. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, there's no, I mean, what? how do you preview a show like, the, you know, how do you preview a match like this? You know what I mean? Here, I can preview it. Osprey wins. There you go. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. He has a belt. I hope he doesn't, though, because then I would like to see it again in New Japan. Well, that's fair. Um, what else we got here? We got Zach. Sa- we got Zach Saber Jr. versus Ricky Knight Jr. This match is listed. Is that correct? This match is listed as a uh, just a straight singles match. Uh, yeah, it's just a straight singles match, not for any titles. Um, Ricky Knight Jr. return attacking. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Will Osprey. So I would assume maybe he gets the win so that he can set up. A challenge? No, he didn't attack Will Ospreay. I believe he attacked Michael Oku. So maybe he wins this to get a challenge to Michael Oku down the line. Uh, it would British be... dude <laughs> Really dogging on Rev Pro today. It's a good show. I'm not dogging on... No, no, this match should be really good. I like... Uh, I like... I didn't love the Osprey rookie night match like everyone else did, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. You're hating all of uh, these Rev Pro main events. <laughs> by Osprey Oku, Osprey Knight Jr. I did not hate on Osprey and Shingo. <laughs> well, that's we don't know if that's the main event. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> I th- I think this match will be uh, good. Obviously, Zach, I would. Zach's, Zach's been on a heater lately. I agree. He's been he's doing his best work yet. Uh, I would love if Osprey Shingo is just like a curtain jerk and like ten minute opener. <laughs> That would be terrible. You would not love that. Ten minute That's match, fair. you would not be happy. That's fair. That's fair. 
Singles match, Tomohiro Ishii versus Luke Jacobs. That's right. Tomohiro Ishii versus the guy that's already being started to be compared to Gunther, to Walter, Luke Jacobs, young kid, taking on Ishii. I mean, this match will be a hard-hitting, Haas-like affair. So uh, get your uh, get your um, uh, gr- barbecue grills ready because we're bringing out the meat. This is this is beef in season, right? This is this is all about that beef. All about that beef. You said I'm all about that beef. About that beef. No, uh, uh, I, I can't. I can't do song parodies. This should be. This should be really good. I'm not weird, Ryan. I can't. I can't do song parodies. This should be like. Mm, it could be as good as the second match of the night. Could be. Could be. We'll find out. That should be very good. Uh, Rev Pro, I believe also as well, just like Ricky Knight Jr., I want to say Luke Jacobs has also already challenged Michael Oku for the title. Um, so, you know, you have sort of this Ricky Knight Jr. beating Zack Sabre Jr. might get a world title match. Uh, or like Luke Jacobs beating Ishii, that could be a British heavyweight title match. Trent Seven. Yeah, assuming Trent Seven loses. Um, so, yeah, this I think this is like, you sort of look at these two matches as like individual, like... Uh, uh, sort of, uh, well, really, there's a lot of, there's like three matches here that kind of have that energy, but we'll get to that. Uh, Rev Pro Undisputed British Tag Team title match. We already said it before. This was their first match of the weekend. Subculture, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews defend the titles against the Velocities. Jude London and Paris Del Silva. And I know you're thinking, who the hell are the Velocities? Well, they're the team that have had a series of fantastic matches against Aussie Open. So if you saw Aussie Open before they came to AEW and really New Japan, it's probably against the Velocities. So these are a great tag team out of Australia, and they are challenging subculture for the undisputed British tag team titles. I've never seen the Velocities work someone their size. <laughs> Good <laughs> so point. It's like, so it's like really weird to me, but I'm very excited for this one. Yeah. This is probably my most my second most anticipated match of the whole show. They're gonna be flying all over the place, my guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna be Dip diving, something, something. There's nothing else there. I get nothing. It's gonna be fun. This should be a really fun tag team match. Uh, th- I mean, this could be like a solid, a really solid opener if they really wanted to go forth it. Um, tag team, another tag team match. No titles here. We got a little, a uh, little action here. El Fantasmo and Katsuya Shibata, Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Because why not? Because why not? Hopping on over and for a New Japan match in uh, Rev Pro. Uh, versus the War Dogs, the Bull Club War Dogs, David Finley and Gabe Kidd. The fake Bullet Club. The real Bullet Club, of course, being Bullet Club Gold. Bang, bang. bang Guns up, away. baby. Guns, Guns up. up. Um, I'm obviously excited to watch Shibata. Of course. Shibata has been calling up Shibata for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going. He is going to make him look like a little bitch. Who Shabbat Shabbat or Gabe Kid? Shabbat is gonna make Gabe Kid look like, yeah, those are strong words. It's gonna, I, hey, that's what I watched him. I watched him bully Wheeler Yuta for eleven minutes on Ring of Honor TV. <laughs> He's gonna do the same here, and it's gonna be glorious. All right, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this should be good. I mean, this should be real good, and uh, yeah, I like to see Gabe Kid Shabbat just uh 
choppy choppy little, you know, little choppy choppy action over here that should be uh very good i'm excited Robert for that continues to wrestle everywhere besides new japan pro wrestle <laughs> yeah i'm excited i like gabe kid i like shibata and, you know i like el Fantasma. next match um we have the ref <laughs> pro undisputed british women's title match alex windsor Hyann, and mickey james Makes her pro wrestling return. Make her, <laughs> making her pro wrestling return in Europe. Mickey James. Can you believe it? Actually, no, this isn't her pro wrestling return. She apparently had a match in July. Against who? She beat someone named Aurora Teves uh, for the company. Is this a French promotion? Yes, this looks like this is a French promotion where she won... A the Gene Corn Cup match uh, against someone named Aurora Teeve. So she's been slowly making her way around Europe. She started in July, and now in August, she's uh, you know, working for RevPro. So hey, look, Mickey James is here. Should be good. I th- you know I think it's gonna be fine. I I, I like Alec Windsor. I like her heel stuff. I like what she's been doing. High end. High end can be hit or miss for me. You know, it's whatever. Uh, hopefully, she's gotten a little bit better. I haven't seen her, I feel like, in a little bit. And Mickey James, you know, it's Mickey James. So it's going to be uh, a solid, a solid outing. Um, Drilla, Dan Maloney versus Leon Slater. Dan Maloney in Rev Pro is currently kind of feuding with Will Ospreay. Uh, Leon Slater, you know, I would say heavily inspired by someone like a Will Ospreay. Somebody that. Uh, lost to Will Ospreay at the last show um, uh, for the last big show for Rev Pro. So you got this little match here. Uh, a guy who's feuding with Will Ospreay and a guy who just previously lost to him um, but got a lot of respect for Will Ospreay. I'm fully expecting Dan Maloney to get the win here. Um, but, you know, uh, it'd be fun to see Leon Slater get the win. But, yeah, it, Drill, Drilla Maloney is getting the win. That's all you need to know, folks. Scotty, zero thoughts about Drilla Dan. I know you're a Drilla head. I know you're a Drilla Dan Maloney head. Moving right along. JJ Gale versus Kosei Fujita. Now I know for a fact, all jokes aside, now you do enjoy a nice little Kosei Fujita. JJ Gale, uh, he, if I'm not mistaken, wants a shot at Zack Sabre Jr. Um, And I believe also the New Japan World title. Uh, he wants to fight Zack Sabre Jr. And Zack Sabre Jr. says, well, you can fight me, but you got to beat my young boy, Kosei Fujita. So will J.J. Gale be able to do that? Or will Kosei Fujita somehow beat this man? Um, I think Kosei Fujita wins. Now, is that what you think is going to happen? Or is that what you what your dreams are? I think he should win. He's yeah. he's like a top prospect. He should win. This is this is like half the reason Rev Pro exists to make New Japan young guys win. All right, a bold move. Shooter, shout out Yonosuke. A bold move. I would love to see that. And you know, it make Kosei Fujita something by stopping. Then he can maybe feud off, feud into a JJ Gale feud, and continue that whole thing. I really don't know who JJ Gale is, but uh, he his last name has something to do with a large gust of wind. <laughs> Is that all you need to know? Uh, um, and then, you got me. is I believe, if I'm not mistaken, oh no, we have 
a scramble match. No, everybody loves a scramble for the undisputed British Cruiserweight Championship, which at this point is really just like an X Division title. You have Connor Mills, the current champion holder. You have Robbie X, the former champion holder. You have Wild Boar uh, challenging for the title uh, from NXT UK. You have Jordan Brakes, who had a really... Did you ask about him recently? Uh, I'm always asking about Wild Boar. I'm always always out in the streets asking about, hey... It was Mastiff. It was Mastiff. My apologies. Well, you know, I'm also out in these streets asking everybody, hey, you know about... You know anything about Wild Boar? You know, got any hot tips for me? I'm hunting for some boar. You know what I'm saying? And then I get punched in the face. Uh, Jordan Brakes also in this match. Uh, he had a great, uh, I thought, a really good match against Zack Sabre Jr. at the last big show. Uh, he's a you know old school, uh, classic British, British rounds type wrestler. Shaw Samuels is in this match as well. He's the guy with the freaking straps. Um, and then also... The guy that uh, used to be with Noam Dar. Yes, the guy that used to be Noam Dar's heater. Uh, now it's Ora Mensa or whatever. Um and then Callum Newham, Newman, who is uh, Will Ospreay's sort of protege. And if I'm not mistaken, soon to be Did making you? his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut uh, as a probably member of the United Empire. Um, I forget what his name was. It was like Prince of Pain or something like that. He had some like weird nickname like that uh, for that show. Uh, but yeah, but Callum Newman, uh, seemingly new member, no member of United Empire um replacing dan maloney i imagine and uh maybe getting a title win here you know that'd be a nice little push for him right before he gets to new japan what do you think i gotta do just to like i don't know i like that they're bringing in new young guys new japan i think that's good agreed they're that's a good use of rev pro i actually like calum newman i've seen him saw him in a match with was it Nick Wayne a few months ago? Probably was like Progress or something. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, he's a good choice. Yeah, he's got the stuff. I think Callum he's Newman is. Stuff. I mean, Rev Pro, I mean, up and down this card. I'm a big Rev Pro fan. I really love them. They're my favorite indie. I I think they are, you know, we, I, we talked about this before, I think, in like a throwaway conversation. But I think Rev Pro is a company that is so great at developing talent, developing young talent, and making them like really, you know, really well put together. Uh, you know, they're all. This is a. This feels like a extremely diverse roster. You know, you have Leon Slater, this high flying guy. You have Luke Jacobs, this big, uh, uh, meaty chopping head guy over here. Jordan breaks this old school British rounds uh, fella. You know, it just feels like they have this super diverse roster that they just sort of cultivated. And it's just, I, they, and they tell their booking and they tell the stories. Like this is, this company, RevPro, again, I, I speak highly of them because they're constantly telling stories. They're constantly developing new talent, new stars that are already popping all, all the way into New Japan. You know, if you want to know stars of even just New Japan's future, maybe AEW, but at the very least, New Japan's future, I mean, you're looking at RevPro, and you you look at Will Ospreay Shingo, you know, that's going to get you in the door, and it's going to get you to see a bunch of new young talent who are hungry, 
to take on guys like Ishii, to take on guys like Zack Sabre Jr., to take on guys like, I guess, Trent Seven. Um, you know, it's going to be a... I think this is going to be a great show. I, like, I'm super excited about all these matches, quite honestly. I, I think this is going to be a really great show. And if, Oh, I didn't even say where it is. It's in the freaking Copper Box Arena in England. And if you don't remember what that arena was, that, of course, was... NXT had a show there, like a London tournament, their England tournament thing, the UK Championship tournament. That's the same place that uh, Royal Quest will be at. That's the same place that Royal Quest will be at, and I think that was Royal Quest 1 as well. Um, so it, it, a very popular arena in England, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a very well-known arena, and of course, if you're a WB fan, you might have seen it already. Um it's a huge show. It's the 11th anniversary show for Ring at Rev Pro. There is no better time to go check out Rev Pro, one of my favorite indies, than right now for All In Weekend. Definitely go check it out. And at the very least, uh, you can check it out on the streaming service uh, live. And if you want to know that's that... That's the way to fly your flag for Rev Pro. What's that? I said that's the way to fly your flag for Rev Pro. Hey, you man. Rest... Uh, I don't know. Someone has someone has to respect the good that is in the British wrestling scene, and to me that I is. I just did. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I understand. I understand. I'm saying that like someone's got to do it, and uh, there are a couple of us out here repping Rev Pro, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. If you want to watch their show, of course, uh, you can watch it on the Rev Pro streaming app. Uh, and I will say the show, and I'm keeping this as a reminder for myself. The show is listed as happening at 10.30 a.m. Uh, on Saturday. Uh, uh, just, you know, just because of... Uh, that's what it looks to be if I'm doing my time conversions correctly. So 10.30 a.m. on RevPro's streaming app um, to check this out. So, Joe... You know what's crazy? What's that? Me? Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty. This, this upcoming weekend is less busy than the weekend after uh this next yes yeah because the weekend after people has a wwe pay-per-view an AEW pay-per-view a stardom pay-per-view the noah and one final (laughs) i think that's it i hope that's it (laughs) labor day weekend baby we got a lot of wrestling we're in it we're in it now baby we're in it there's always just like huge weekends that kind of sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. That one snuck up on me because of this weekend coming up. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like this, all eyes are on this weekend, and I'm like, oh my god. And then oh, let me just flip the calendar real quick. Holy shit! What the oh god? What? A, ah, close the damn! Close the door! What's I, happening? I want to ask you one final question before we wrap up here. Please do. Will there be a surprise at all? In- Ooh, like a surprise debut? Debut. You know, if, if Santana return. if Santana Ortiz come back, I mean that's a surprise return in my book. Uh, you'd save it. What's that? Rather than you'd save it rather than announce it. Yeah, I think you save it. Especially if the join up of like BCC. I think that's uh I think you can save that one. Um uh I Especially added Rev Pro to the to the uh Match guy, big day, big day. I talked, I talked you up. I talked up Rev Pro. Well, I was gonna watch the whole show, anyways. Well, that's fair enough. You did. Um, yeah, I, on the service, you said. 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Sh I'm pretty sure it's on the Rev Pro streaming service. Sometimes you know they like to switch to other avenues. So. Yeah, that's 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 the problem. You, that's a problem with a lot of indies, especially uh, indies like this. You gotta you gotta follow them. <laughs> you really gotta follow them. Uh, follow what they're doing here. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I'm excited about Rev Pro. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they will be having their show this upcoming Saturday and yeah should be good and I believe it's on the streaming service I you know I don't even see anything on the streaming service that says they have this show on there coming soon or anything um doesn't mean it's not on here but I don't see it anywhere on here so uh I don't know we'll find out we'll certainly uh uh find out what's gonna happen um uh, all right I lied I have one more question please do what match are you most excited for this weekend? You can only pick one. Oh, gotta be <laughs> Michael Oku versus Trent. No, uh, all right, that's enough of this. Um, um, gotta be Sonata Jake. Some, um, let's see. I can only do the joke once. I can only do the joke once, so I can't do it twice. Um, I'm really excited for Rev Pro. I mean, Shingo Will Ospreay should be great. I mean that's just gonna be unbelievably great. Um, I I don't know if there's necessarily like a match on AEW that I'm like super super jazzed for, you know? Like I'm not like super into it. Like I'm questioning maybe. I think like the only thing that really is between it for me maybe is maybe like FTR versus the Young Bucks. Are we, gonna, are we gonna take your freakazoid card away? Maybe. I, I'm afraid. I, I think all the my freakazoidness has gotten out of my system. Um, I think I think maybe uh, the FTR Young Bucks match will be great. I, I'm, but I'm not really fully excited because now with all the Cash Wheeler stuff, it's like, oh god damn it, what's happening over here? So maybe I want to say like I think I th want to say maybe Will Ospreay Shinko. I think that might legitimately be my. Pro is your most hyped show. Of this. Uh, maybe it's not. It's I, not. I, I learned no, no. I learned that by your preview. That's fair. That's it. Hey, I gotta. I'm, I'm. I'm a flag bearer of Rev Pro. You know. I gotta get. Sure. Me, I gotta get some <laughs> Rev Rev Pro merch or something. I don't know. Um. What do you have a match that you're most excited for this weekend? Uh nope. Nope. All right. I'm moving on. I'm moving right along. Let's I really I, I think there's just like a lot of good wrestling. And I think that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool uh way to go at it for once. I can't believe you forced me to pick one, pick an answer, and then you just hey, copped out. Question, bud. God damn it. God. The all-star collision match is happening on the Oh yeah, that match I'm ha I'm watching this Wednesday. I'm excited for the I'm excited for yeah. that show. It should be a good uh, Duluth. It should be a good uh, back to back four hour taping. <laughs> Oof. Four four Oof. hours. Four and a half because they gotta switch everything. Oh yeah, that's probably true. But I mean, ultimately five, right? Because they might do like a dark match before the eight o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if they taped because they gotta tape part of Rampage too. They only did one match for it already so they gotta do probably two more maybe that's the dark match at the beginning i know they said that they're gonna do a lot of like pre-tapes from london 
they're gonna put it on collision, so I bet collision's not that long. That's probable. I that that could be certainly probable. I mean, I'll let you know. Follow follow on Twitter at CountoutPod. Uh, that's of course the network where we advertise all the podcasts that we have, like Ring Pose Radio. Uh, but of course, you know, if you want the scoops, I'll be there live for AEW Dynamite and the Collision taping. Following the that, scoops. Yeah, the skippy scoops. Uh, Scotty, uh, give me your plugs. Give me your match of the week, so we can go home and uh, go to bed. Yeah, I'm tired. Follow me. I don't get to go to bed. I gotta go drive back to Boston. But uh, pick me up. Uh, follow. I don't know. I'm all messed up. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter or X or whichever you prefer to call it. Mm-hmm. That is where I'm at. Um, you can follow me there at Scott E. Wrestling. Um, I'll be tweeting about every match I pretty much watch this upcoming weekend, as will all of you, I'm sure. Uh, this is an exciting weekend. I know a lot of people going to this show. <laughs> like This is the most people I've ever known going to a single show. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks a lot to just what they've done for it um which is great uh you can take i don't know when my next interview is going to be out it could be postponed till next week but i will have an interview the plan is to have an interview with mariah may which i think is a pretty solid topic and it's a pretty solid person to talk to based off recent news huh um have you recorded that interview yet, or is that still? No, I have not. It has not happened yet. But I, we, uh, me, I have, I have at least talked to her about it. So we're in the midst of scheduling. Um, you should, you and... should just, you should just straight up ask her. Be like, hey, so you're in the news recently, and I'm not going to ask you anything to not do any fitting contracts. But if you had to buy a summer home, would you rather have it be in, uh, in Jacksonville? Or uh, Connecticut. If you had to pick one, what do you what do you think about summer homes and and, and New England versus the the South? Um, that's the match. That's the, the, that's the kind of question. That's the kind of question I will ask in these interviews. My uh, match of the week was um, either it was probably Tam Nakano versus Mayu Yutani from Five Star Grand Prix. If it wasn't that, it was Ray Fee and Chris Commander. I don't remember when each one happened. So, and that was on that was on Rampage. That last one. Was yeah, on I don't Rampage. remember when the Mayu Tam match happened. It's been a long week. That's fair. It was watching a lot of Stardom content. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, busy, busy bee. Uh, my match of the week is going to be Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta. That's probably the only show. I mean, I think I went back and trying to catch up on all the stuff I have to watch. I think I actually. You know what? No, I'm going to take that back. You know what? I'm going to take it ooh, back. Ooh, he's taking it back. You want to know what show I watched, Scotty? I told you I was going to do it. Here's an update for those long-time Ring Post Radio fans. Wait, wait, you didn't preview your big show this weekend. I didn't preview my big show. You mean Rev Pro? Your most important show this weekend. NWA 75. Oh, okay. Slap another hour in the machine. We're going for it. We're doing it again. Yeah, let's do it. Well, All you're, right. You're real... Your real world title match. You're talking Oku and Trent Seven up. Your real world title match is on Sunday night, baby. That would have been if I if I remembered that that show was happening, and you asked me what my mat my most excited match of the weekend is. I should have just been like, oh, of course, uh, Tyrus versus EC3 and Tyrus you're or Tyrus. Watch it too. I, if Tyrus, I know are, you're gonna watch it. No, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm you're dead. Watch I'm it. dead serious. I'm not gonna watch it. 
That's good. You shouldn't watch the NWA. If if Tyrus retires, I would probably watch it just to see it. To watch the great hero that is Tyrus fall. Um you know, if, if you don't you know you it's hard you got you know great Muda's last match, Ric Flair's last match. You know, if this is the great legend, you have to watch every legend's last match, you know? You you gotta see them go out on top. And if it uh, had to be Okay, match of the week. Uh, I'm gonna take it all back. So for uh, Rainbow's radio fans that have been tracking along a little bit, I told you, Scotty, that I was gonna watch it, and I finally caught up because uh, G1 ate up all my time. I finally caught up and watched all of it. Uh, my match of the week is actually gonna be a semifinal match uh, from Dragon Gate King of Gate, the semifinal match between Big Boss Shimizu and Madoka Kikuda um, for the King of Gate semifinal. I thought that match was great. I'm loving a, me some uh, Big Boss Shimizu right now. That would, uh, his uh, finisher, I forget what it's called. It's like grenade drop or something like that. Whatever it's called. It's like a big old time choke slam. I was not expecting for you to say Dragon Gate. So how was that? I told you weeks ago, I said, when we watched, talked about Dragon Gate, and I said, oh, yeah, you said, oh, the King of Gate tournament's coming up. I was like, yeah, I think I'll check that out. I, took it, I checked it out, baby. I'm on top of it. That's a that's a callback right there. That's what we're doing on Ring Post Radio. Impressed, impressed. I've, I've I've dumbfounded him. He's shocked. He's shocked, folks. I did it. I successfully did it. Well, if you want more Ring Post Radio action, which of course you do, because you're gonna miss hot scoops like me watching Dragon Gate, um, then you're gonna want to follow us at Cannot Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, you're gonna follow me at Ryan Nancy Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. Um, follow the whole network, uh, the Count It Network. You can watch shows like Green Post Radio. We got a new episode of uh, freaking Stardom Road coming out tomorrow. Um, we got a freaking, we had an episode of um, Your Joseph Death come out. Uh, I believe it's coming out this week on Wednesday, supposedly, I believe. I believe I got that message while we were recording. Uh, and Okada Shorts just put out, our New Japan show just put out a show talking all G1 things last Saturday. And they were joined, and they had a special guest on that show. So go check out that show as well. Um, great shows on our network. And if you want to support even more uh, the network and get some even more content, you can, of course, follow us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod, um, where you can subscribe to the show uh, or subscribe to the Patreon uh, for bonus content. Just like the latest episode of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything which came out last week. Um, any other plugs? Oh, by the way, you also, Patreon. Patreon, they've been getting a little bit better over the past couple of months. You can get a seven-day free trial on Patreon um, where you can, uh, obviously, you have a free trial where you can uh, enjoy some new content uh, that you haven't heard. It's been paywalls. So you can enjoy that for free for seven days and try to listen to everything as much as possible in those, those seven days. Uh, you can also officially now... Uh, you can join the Patreon, and instead of dealing with all the audio uh, going onto RSS feeds and applying them to your podcaster thing, you can now just straight up log in to Spotify.com, head over, look up Count Out Patreon feed on Spotify.com, and you can go and subscribe through the Patreon, through that app, through Spotify, and listen to all of the audio that we release on patreon.com slash countoutpod. 
specifically through Spotify. It's a way easier. You don't have to deal with anything else. If you want it on another app, you can obviously put, add the RSS feed and all that stuff. But otherwise, all of our audio uploads for the Patreon, you can listen to directly on Spotify. We have more stuff on Patreon besides just audio. So you're only going to get half the story through Spotify. So, uh, you know, check out the Patreon. Of course, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Um, that is it for us here at Ring Post Radio. We appreciate everything. We'll be back next week, of course. Talking all in. Talking all out. Uh, talking uh, a billion other wrestling shows uh, that are going to be happening over the weekend and the weekend after that. Talking payback. Um, so until then, folks, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. So, Curtis. Yeah, man. Can I said we've got to do an ad? I've never done one before. Uh, what should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I like I ever made an ad before. What 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 do we do an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. if you really want to get there too. <laughs> uh, I, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here, Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love it. This picture you've painted for me. I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah. We don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week. And now I'm in Bullet Club. And here? Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match? How do you take or talk about one of, I think, probably the best matches you've ever seen? That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's That's brilliant because... Then all our work's already been done for us, and we don't have to do anything. Aha, past us did it. Present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at that. us being friggin' brilliant. Mate, minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Count Out Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe, listen, or die. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This has been a Countout Podcast.